Hey, it's your old buddy Brian to tell you a thing or two about this week's episode, which is the audio from the live stream we did a few weeks back. At the end, there is a little something special as a thank you for being understanding. And if you weren't understanding, it's an apology. And if you were understanding, uh, any, whatever. There's an extra little extra something on the end, which is a Y-Bri from few years back in LA that I did with Kevin and um, that is it I'm trying to think of what else you would need to know that might be it I think that's actually it so yes to recap audio from live stream which is not great but not super terrible and then the Y-Bri from LA which is uh, I, I don't know an apology I guess for it taking so long and a companion photo will be on our instagram which is tell them ants a-n-t-s and uh i believe that is it look up that companion picture because you won't understand shit unless you see it so what happened was this mother and daughter uh got brutally murdered and her house was burnt down well now i'm hard what about digits that disappear? What is sup, Walt? It means what's up. It's short for what's up. No, I'm asking you what's up. It means... I know what it means. I'm asking you. Literally. What's up? up? Tell him, Steve Dave. All right. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Him, Steve Dave. Our very first live stream, which Q is very impressed with. We're on? texting, yeah. Yeah. You're playing Candy Crush. I'm not playing Candy Crush. Walt, that's a beautiful non-profile shot you've got going on, staring right into the camera. And... Christian. Hello. Our engineer. Hello. How you doing? Our engineer who doesn't know enough to uh, talk into a mic. Speaking of Mike. Mike and and Ming are your boss. Oh, wait. First, let's say hello to all our Patreon people. Mm. Right? Which camera am I looking at? I don't know. This one. Okay. That that one one back there. Hey, guys. Uh, This is probably going to be the least exciting live stream because it's the first one we're sort of like... You don't know what's going to happen. We're so, well, I mean, visually. Unless the camera falls over, probably visually. But we're in a... I mean, this place is gorgeous. That's true. Could we pan around a little bit here, Christian, to see a sure. shared universe podcast <laughs> studios? A little tour? Sure, yeah. no problem. Yeah. Just don't go near that couch that Mike and Ming are on because <laughs> it's... Uh, in their own house. Yeah. yeah. This is this is rated PG-13. <laughs> so you can see all the... Hey, how do I – can we see the comments? Like, do we go to the – can we go to the live stream or do you have to read them off to us? Yeah, I uh, I can put it up on the TV if you guys Yeah, that would be cool. All right. There you go. No problem. You can get Walt's profile, right? <laughs> right. I've been blinking code to the uh, to the Patreon viewers. You are? The whole time we've been in here, I've, that's why I've been – I've sent a message via – I don't know if it was Morris code, but like how prisoners used to do it when they were Morris, by, Did you say yeah. Morris code? Yeah. yeah. Morris? Like, Morris code, right? M-O-R-R-I-S. Like Garrett Morris? 
Yeah, Morse code. Remember, like when the uh, the hostages like Morris were, the in, cat? were in Iran. <laughs> I'm so glad everybody could see this. Yeah, <laughs> now they're not only hearing it; they're seeing him mispronounce stuff. And yeah, Morse, M O R S E. Morse. You're not impressed that I've been sending out messages. This only Gidham's reading them, so what no, we're not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> only he can decipher them. Sending it in a code that nobody knows. Morse. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. There's somebody who knows what I said. Okay. We'll see it up on the big board here. At, at a oh look! Point. Oh look at us! We're glorious. Mm-hmm. Tech guy, help me. Okay. So oh I man, how am I? How can I get so I'm not in a profile? <laughs> well, stop going back and forth like you're. An ADD child. I don't think people want to see your back. Oh, yes, they do. There you go. Oh, there I go. All right. Oh. There you go. That looks very natural. Go with that. (laughs) 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 So it's the first Patreon live stream. Yeah. But this is also recording an episode. Recording an episode at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. The double whammy. So the 95% of people who don't. Go on Patreon. Are going to hear this, but not see. What they're not going to see Morris the magic code. of the. Mor- they're not going to know what Walt's saying in Morse code. Or <laughs> you, can't, you can't spend this time like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope he does, because then I would be dead wrong about it being visually interesting. <laughs> uh, you guys don't remember that when there was a, when there were hostage crisis. You may have been too young uh, to remember when. No, I remember. It's Morse have- code. M O R S E. Well, that's what I said, didn't I? You said Morris. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not like Morse code was invented in 76 or something. Right, but do you remember when they, had, they were communicating with their families through uh, Morse code? They are blinking. Morse code. Help, I'm okay, SOS, stuff like that. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Well, what have you been saying? Yeah, what have you been tapping sure, out? At some point, someone's going to crack that code and we'll see it up there. Christian will tell us. Where are the comments? <laughs> can, we, can we see the comments up there? Oh, okay. Yeah, let me. Okay, so no, I can't. Yeah, see tilt it a little bit more. I'm bringing them over. The screen. This is where I would pay money for that yep. screen to fall over and then do a domino into those cases. <laughs> Just all around the room. <laughs> Pictures off the wall, all that shit. All right, there we go. It's better. He was blinking TESD. Is that true, Walt? That is not true. You're not playing right. with your nipples on camera? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm trying to make sure shared universe is... Yeah, he's like, don't you remember in prison when guys used to, like, do this? And there it was considered Morse nice. code? <laughs> okay. Nice right. But now I'm not looking to read the comments. I'm not looking at you. Right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's it, what it's like to be in the employ of Mike and Ming. How, how did you get the job? I, um, through a friend of a friend, actually. Mm-hmm. They, they, uh, they texted me and was like, hey, do you want to help out Ming and Mike from Comic Book Man? They're doing uh, the studio space. They're and then you were like, fuck podcasts. that. Their show got canceled. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell them that. Right. But, uh, but. I came down, and then they just Mink threw me onto one of his podcasts just at the very last second. I was like, "Okay, sure." That's so unlike Mink to let any one podcast with him. Really? Oh, come on! <laughs> you, you see it firsthand how selective he is. <laughs> Unless you have twenty dollars in your hand. <laughs> well, what but, do you uh, do? You, you come every week and, and record them? Yeah. Well, they have other people that come in and do podcast stuff. I come in and I record for them when they're not available, and. Uh, that's really it. And are you an employee? Somebody's asking to bring the audio up a little. Uh-oh. Christian. Our first audio. complaint from David, was I say, Puente? Puente. Puente. Wow, 169 people? That's, that's that's pretty good. That's not bad so yeah, far. That's not bad. Especially since I gave everyone sort of like a limited window because we're, we're just learning this. By next month, it's going to be like smooth, smooth as silk. Smooth. Smooth All right. as the silk. Uh, okay, so... 
So they said, hey, do you want to uh, come in and uh, maybe uh, get a job and maybe put you on a podcast, which <laughs> is essential when you're doing engineering work to oh, actually yeah. be able to talk on a podcast. Mink's texting well, primarily I'm Mink's like, texting uh, you right now? Yeah. Stop talking about me! Did you have to sign an NDA? You're not allowed to talk about Mike and Ming and Oh, completely. And I'm, not allowed to talk, I'm not allowed to talk about anything. But no, I, uh, it's really not as like super exciting. As, 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 as we would have thought. Have as <laughs> <laughs> but it's still it's still pretty cool. I've met some amazing people. Doing He's this. still going. <laughs> oh, I didn't really, he didn't realize the joke. Oh, Walt? No, no. I'm just, I, I really, I noticed I just, I look good with duck lips. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You should have been doing this <laughs> all along. I should have been doing it for seven years on CBM. I should have mm-hmm. been making duck lips the whole time. Yeah, really. Just like, so, this issue of Spider-Man. You do look good, but it makes him look heroic. You yeah, know, it, it, looks, it, it, it makes him look like he's stroked out, like he can't change his facial expression. So. No, I don't think so. All right, well, <laughs> work the duck lips then. Yeah, it's hard to keep duck lips on for a long period of time, at least for my lips. Well, that's why I that, That's why this. it's a real close, like, like, you know, like a selfie, and then you're out. You don't see girls walking around with duck lips all the time, right? Unless they're, like, injected with the... Uh, Collagen. That's what I should do. I should look into getting some injections. Get some big fat lips. All right. All right. Uh, so it's not exciting working for working for Mike and Ming. It, it is. It's interesting. It's yeah. it's it's the people I've gotten to meet and talk to. So not Mike and Ming. They're not interesting. <laughs> it's the other people. No, no, no. Just They're, as I suspect. Anybody Ming else? And Mike, <laughs> Ming tells cool stories about like uh, just working and generally working for the comic book shop once in a while, but mainly it's not like, oh, every day I'm learning something completely new about, like, everything that he does, but it's still... Can you... Do you remember an example of a cool story that <laughs> Ming told you of working in the comic shop? That didn't involve Mike and Ming in the same bathroom stall. Yeah. So or actually, so if you have one... <laughs> wait a minute, I want to hear, hear that story. Wait yeah. Can we do that? It <laughs> writes we, itself. Yeah, is there a story that, that stands out that Ming was, like... This hey, is cool. Yeah. Uh, Junior, come here. Let me school you. <laughs> Sit on my knee. Yeah. Um, You're my employee. Sit on my knee. <laughs> you want Super 8 instead? I could do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, what we do have for this first live stream is now the people from Patreon have been very, very supportive, right? Yet some of them have not told significant others like, oh, hey, I signed up. Mm. Now, Walt, you sign up to something for $10 a month without telling your wife. I've done it before. Right. <laughs> and you still have one ball left, so you never did it again. <laughs> you you signed up for the Lost in Space thing, you said. Yeah, I signed up for the Columbia House Lost in Space on VHS um, program uh, in, the, in the late 90s. Um, didn't, think, didn't think it out too much because didn't forgot that I had them sent to my house and uh, my wife would see them when they arrived. So it didn't – my – my plan didn't work out as well as it was kind of uncovered rather quickly. So nobody called her and from uh, Columbia House and was like, "Hey, no. Debbie, just so you know, here's what's going to be going on." And it's hard to cancel too, Columbia House. I mean, they make you back in the day, they made you jump through hoops to cancel uh, your membership to uh, the CDs and the um, the VHS clubs. Right. Um, so hopefully, Patreon is also just as difficult to cancel. <laughs> For our listeners. More difficult, I would hope. So we're going to call Mikey, all right? Now, this is his wife is Lindsay, and she signed up for a $10 tier and uh, did not tell him. So, Q, are you ready to break it to him? Yeah. What's his name? His name is Mike or Mikey. 
That's my key. Ming again. What does he want? Does he know you're live streaming? Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as done. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Well, this, this is, is a fucking disaster. This is embarrassing. This is a disaster. This is really embarrassing. Can I make my apology? Yeah, you want to make your apology while I'm figuring this out? Yeah. Do, you, do you guys want to just do this live stream and then do a regular episode, not online? I'm not thinking maybe stream? we should. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should release this. This could be Patreon only. It's being released, right. minute, released minute by minute. Yeah, I, I think that if it's going to be so Patreon specific and, yeah. and so visual and this kind of shit. But what are you talking about? If you release this as the episode, then the people listening are like, oh, man, I missed out on seeing all that stuff. I'm not missing out on much. <laughs> well, I mean, we've only been doing it for a few minutes. Yeah. All right, no, okay. Well, well, get in. All right, what do, you, what do you want to do first then? This guy, you can't even call this guy, right? Because the phone number yeah, doesn't I, I exist. I can try. No, I mean, let me see. Let me, let me try one more time. Well, what happened the first time you called it? Uh, maybe. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be. All right, fuck it. Sorry, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't call to ahead to find out if that was a good number? She told me it was the number. I, I, if somebody gives me their phone number, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to call and double check and be like, that's really your phone number, right? Oh, wait, I'm talking to you, so I guess it fucking is. Well, just, on a live performance, yeah. They yeah. don't just willy-nilly just do it. You think that... Um, I've what, done it every single time we've ever called somebody on Tom Steve Dave. Every single time. The, what, the handful this, of times we've ever done it? This Lindsay... Yeah. And every time it worked, this Lindsay K person is giving me a bum number, probably to troll us. You got yeah. trolled. Well, you, not us. I got You're trolled. the one that got well, fell for it. I got trolled. Got trolled. I, I look like a, like a sapsucker. <laughs> 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 well, at least let Q issue his apology. Yeah, I do. I own, I own a, 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 an apology to the to country. To an entire of, nation. To the country of Haiti. Uh, I listened to, I've been listening to that audio book on George Washington. The guy was saying uh, Hessians. I thought he was saying Haitians. Oh, you weren't reading it, actually. You were no, audio book. Uh, so I really came down on, <laughs> on the uh, country of Haiti. Turns out that Hessians are German. We already hate the Germans, right? <laughs> because of the whole oh, yeah. World War II thing. Uh, so it's easy, you know. So you have to apologize to Haiti and go after Germany. That seems like... I'm not going to go after Germany. It's like apologizing to Obama and going after Trump, right? It's very safe and easy. Yeah, I'm not going to go after Germany. No? I had a good time there. Munich was fun, even though they arrested me. You got me. beat up in your tooth, knocked out, and put in jail. Yeah, but I was, you know, in my 20s. <laughs> that sort of shit's fun in your 20s. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it turns out uh, people on Twitter was informing me that Haiti actually helped out with the American Revolution. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know wow. how. I didn't. I, I stopped reading after people informed me I was wrong, as a as a protective measure. Mm -hmm. So uh, hey, can't win them all. So uh, do you think? No, my first audio book too, and it tripped me up, made me look like a public buffoon. <laughs> it's hard paying attention to audio books, though, right? Sometimes it is. Yeah, I start thinking about other stuff. Um, well, I just start thinking of Haitians like. Shooting down American soldiers, and I, my blood starts boiling. Right, you can't even listen, and I and I can't even. So now, you're on the, now you're on the prowl for Haitians, just looking around. You. Yeah, so. I'm all angry to get my revenge and stuff. But uh, <laughs> I got to tell you though, just when I think I couldn't respect you more, though, yeah. you come up though, and you just apologize so quickly and just take it, and uh, you own it, and I think everybody everybody will forgive you I and so. um, just. 
I don't think anybody's does a, mad. Does a, does a shared universe have branded backbones these two can borrow? Because like, well, I don't think anybody the was best mad. Thing to do is apologize if somebody says anything. Yeah, well, the best thing to do is back. own it. You, you got a phone number that didn't yeah, work, no. and you're and you're yelling at us. If you, that, um, <laughs> the, the, the phone number doesn't work. If you so, should have called ahead and got that number like squared away. Like, is that the way you operate? Yeah, you're worse yeah. than the Hessians, oh, man. I a double check. I feel like and a recheck. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a different number. What do you think of that? Uh. <laughs> Is it from Lindsay? I'm going to check it live. No, from... I'm not apologizing because anybody was angry. Nobody was angry. Okay. Who told, told you this? Somebody on Twitter, some girl on Twitter just told <laughs> Oh, me. just because he's like dopey and, yeah, and reactionary. She made a mistake. Generally buffoonery. Right. Yeah. And, the, and the people in the audiobook were speaking English, not a certain Staten Island dialect. So It's tough maybe. for me, man. You know, if he was speaking Staten Island, I would have known. Yeah, you say not only. Because he wouldn't have described them as Haitians. <laughs> <laughs> That it is, is weird because you're a smart guy. So if you had thought for one second, like, wait a second, George Washington, Haitians, and then Hessians really sounds more likely. I forgot the Hessians even existed, to be honest with you. It's been a long time. But that's why I'm reading books. Can I identify like, or listening to books? Yeah, right. Listening. Well, this is my first audio book, and I'm like, oh, God, I already fucked up. So you didn't even buy the Tell Him Steve Dave Fairy Retail Theater, still available on Audible? No. Uh, yeah. Audible, are we just giving it away for free now? Oh, we are? No, no, I don't know. I don't think that was <laughs> valuing ourselves. Right. But I think I think everybody respects a, a person that uh, owns up to their mistakes and doesn't like hide quickly and try to deflect and try right. to uh, never t- take you know responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. So right. I, I again, like I said, res- I re- didn't think my respect could could grow any further, but it did tonight. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. He peeked on me a while ago, so he doesn't say that stuff to me anymore. That's why I've never heard him say it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've never seen you come with your tail between your legs like the way you did tonight, which shows very honorable. What's something that I should that I've done that I should apologize for then? Well, let me think because I want to I want to be high in your estimation. Too. Like I can't like the phone. If somebody gives me their phone number, I don't think to call and say like, "Hey, is this really your phone number?" I just assume they well, give me the right phone. Number. Yeah, but I guess when you're doing you're something right, in live, though, yeah, yeah, you should mm-hmm. double check and recheck that it's going to work. Yeah. That person's going to be home. But this They'll pick like, up. This added like ten minutes to the live stream, so my fuck uppery is actually helpful and beneficial. So I refuse to apologize for it. All right. Mm-hmm. How are the comments going? That's what I'm bringing to the table. It's just frozen on this shape. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> That's some new definition of pretty good. That is I, this, <laughs> if, you want, if you want Walt to like you, you better say it's your fault. <laughs> A lot of people don't like to take responsibility in 2018. Let me tell you something. You, you said it to me once a while ago, and I, I thought about it. That it, there is a, like a, there was anyway. If I did something wrong, it was there was a lot of deflection as to why it wasn't my fault. And I thought about it, and Pam is that way, and it made me think about it. And like something like this, no, I mean, I don't think that's a huge of a deal, but in retrospect, Pam will refuses to take responsibility or accountability for anything. She's a Johnson. Anything, yeah, but I didn't want mm. to be like that. You don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. I didn't want to be like. I don't think I am. No. No. I, I, I think I, I not only embrace but exploit my foibles. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christian, we don't have any current comments. Uh, just saying just, volumes kind of yeah, low. Just the volume. So wait, is that us? We're not talking loudly enough, or turn your phone to hide. Chat. This is a guy who turn walked in off the street. Means like, do you want to be a podcaster slash engineer? Come on in. <laughs> Now, do you go to classes for this, or like, is this something you were studying? I, uh, I'm actually a filmmaker by trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, what films have you made? I go made, on. Made a short film called Happy. 
that did pretty well. I just made a short film called Draw. I won three festivals with that. And, There's not uh, shared universe festivals, right? There's these are other <laughs> festivals. Uh, no, not shared universe festivals. Just uh, local things. Oh, but that's still, cool. Yeah. All right. Me and uh, hopefully working on my first feature film, mm-hmm. but uh, that's still up in the air. How old are you? I'm 23. Oh, God, you got so much time. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, congrats, man. Thank are, you are so you, much. And you're going to use your Mike and Ming connections and to, to get into Hollywood? <laughs> I mean, I want to just show, hey, I could do the work more first and foremost before I go off and be like, hey, can you let me speak to this person? But, like, maybe let, I'll take advantage of it one day. Let me ask you this. Somebody gives you a phone number and they're like, hey, call me later. Do you call them ahead of time to make sure it's their number and then call them again? If you're going to do a live podcast? If you're going to do oh, a live podcast. Oh, I'm going podcast. to do a live podcast, yeah. Oh, <laughs> bullshit. You're just saying that because... <laughs> no, no. Legitimately. <laughs> Why would he say that? Everybody's Why against me worried? now. Why would he worry about what me? I say? He's never even met me before. He doesn't even know because who I am. Because he saw the way you were like, very good, Brian Quinn. <laughs> and how he lit up. How he fucking lit up. Like, wow, approval. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. For a I guy that gets this. approval all day, it just means something if Walt's like, you're all right. It does mean something. Well, it's my friend. I know. You, you wouldn't think so after last week when he sold you out. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you sold him out? Oh, so fast. Yeah. Like, I was barely done with a sentence before. He's like, what about him? <laughs> <laughs> like, in the Holocaust, he would have been, like, if you're, like, hiding oh, or something. For he, a crust he of bread, like, he would have sold Are me we out. not all equal members? Uh, like, so if you attack me for, mm-hmm. for doing something that the other guy is doing, why, why wouldn't? I'd but, be like, but well, that's what about a good him? example of you not accepting responsibility for what you are doing. And trying I, didn't, to I didn't wasn't doing anything you. wrong, though. You were staring through me. <laughs> as, I was, as I was telling that awesome real story. <laughs> I was staring right at you, trying to figure out. I was just like, please tell like, me. This is the best overkill ever. <laughs> uh, we're not getting a lot of comments. Do people not care? or Who are you texting? You're on our dime, boy. Come on now. How dare you? We've got uh, more members now than before, I see. 188. Okay. It was at like 170 before. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was at 288 before. <laughs> like, fuck this shit. All right, we're going to try one more time. If this one doesn't work, then we'll... How many numbers did you get? Sorry, Lindsay Kay. Sorry. I don't know what your deal is, but we're not going to do this anymore. Uh, let me ask you something. Okay. Is VHS still a viable... Oh, fuck off. Uh, would you say VHS is still used in the marketplace as a filmmaker who has seen other filmmakers release special edition, special editions of their movies on VHS? Would I like see if it's still like viable? Like, well, no. Do you think it's still viable? People are still doing it. So, would you say that yes, VHS is still being released in 2018? Like filmmakers, like say Adam Green, who made movies like uh, Victor Crowley starring Brian Quinn. That's coming out on a special edition. Would you stop making the fucking <laughs> duck lips and join the goddamn conversation? Could you? Let me ask you something. Jesus Christ! Could you shut the TV off? I know. Stop looking at the fucking TV. Could you walk into pretty much any store and buy blank VHS? Oh no, you can't do that. Uh, okay, because that's specifically you can't do what that. the bar for the bet was. But it, remember, which, by the way, ended five years ago. He owes, <laughs> he's owed me a trip to Vegas forever. I think they stopped making VHSs in like 2012. Right. And I remember. I think I remember yeah. like two trips to like target where they used to sell them. And I just noticed where the VHS is. And they told me, Oh, they legitimately stopped making them. And it was like upsetting, the last... right? I, yeah. I kind of felt kind of sad because that's half back. of my movie collection from mm-hmm. when I was a kid. What do you think about someone who makes a bet and then doesn't pay it off? 
Oh, that's foul. Foul, right? Yeah, that's Far foul. worse than somebody who doesn't uh, check a phone number in advance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, obviously much worse. Do you remember on that same trip, I was thinking about it today, and I haven't thought about it in the longest time. Q and I, we, we <laughs> the vacation. Caterpillar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about the Caterpillar in 10 years. <laughs> so Q and I... Uh, we have occasion quite often to uh, oh, to vacation in Key West together. <laughs> <laughs> as you do. Yeah, as you do with your friend. And um, so we're at a pool. I don't, I don't think I ever told you this, Well, So we're in a pool and uh, we go outside <laughs> of the other hotel. people? What's that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, ho- a hotel pool. Yeah. <laughs> and we two muscle-bound dudes who are tossing each other around? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so weird. It was, like, really weird. Yeah, two, like, real cut-strong guys, like, <laughs> like horseplay and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we get out of the pool and we're by our chairs and we're drying off. We had primo chairs, too. You got to get there early, as you know. You were just on a cruise. Oh, you ever, you ever go on a cruise? Yeah. No, nah, I've never been on a cruise. No? If you're not nah. there by 7 o'clock in the morning on a cruise for the beach chairs by the pool, they're all gone. It. They're all gone by 7 in the morning. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the whitest of white people problems, right? <laughs> it's got to be, right? Whoa. Oh, no, I've, I've, gotten, got, I've gotten to the top deck of the yeah. pool and there's no pool chairs. Yeah, I've got a oh. third-rate chair. It's partially <laughs> shaded, obstructed view of the infinity pool. It doesn't form, <laughs> it doesn't form to my back. Yeah, I guess exactly. I better go eat at the 24-hour buffet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only Dungeness for lunch instead of king crab legs. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Q suddenly is like, ow! And... We look down and there's like this weird look at we. I'd never seen anything like it before. Spiny caterpillar, or after a spiny caterpillar that looked like half caterpillar, maybe half dinosaur, like little spines and tines coming out of them, what? antennas and shit, you know. And he's like, "What the hell is that?" And you bled, right? Didn't it make yeah, you bleed? Like it like it. bit him or stung him. What part? Yeah, of your a body? caterpillar? My foot. Yeah, it was on his foot. I think I. Yeah, the, the spines went into me. And as any good friend would do, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And I scooped up the caterpillar and flung him off into the, into was the he trees. Attached, was he like attached to your body? No, no. No, he so was just like – why did you was, grab him then? Because I didn't want him to bite him again, so I scooped him up. <laughs> and I like, you, what, you were like – were you like numb from the waist down from the bite or something? Problems though. That's the – problems started developing. <laughs> You couldn't move? <laughs> no, nothing like that. No, his his toes started to hurt and then his foot started to hurt and – Got like red and a little swollen. Got red and swollen and so he's like, oh shit, I don't know what kind of caterpillar that was or, or what it could do. Like if we would kept it, like so let's say things got worse. Right. Yeah, it could be like, here's the culprit. If it had poison, if it was a poisonous creature, you would have – If it was yeah, some kind of poisonous that, caterpillar. Yeah, that's like mm. – it's kind of like not, not checking that phone <laughs> right. number ahead of time for oh, yeah. that getting, getting a busy away. signal. Can you possibly be <laughs> keep going poisoned to, to that? that. <laughs> well, the good news is he felt really bad about throwing away that caterpillar. Did you bring it up first? You're like, you shouldn't have thrown that caterpillar yeah, away. He immediately said it. It was still in the air. And he's going, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, Saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> we one, needed that one, caterpillar. One toe at a time. <laughs> Did you ever find out what it was? No, no, went down. But like the rest of the day was spent uh, with me, me getting taken out. Various stories of me getting taken out by this cute caterpillar, <laughs> <laughs> cartoon eyes, yeah. And, yeah. hungry, hungry caterpillar. 
Yeah, basically. If you're going to sit that way, you just got to spin your mic a little bit. These are the kind of things Christian won't tell you because he's not paying attention. Uh, this is um, all right. Let's see. Let's get. Let's, we'll answer a, com- a, a comment. How's that? Okay. That's one of the things we were supposed to do here. Uh, where was 148 when you needed him? I can't <laughs> believe I was right about being an audiobook. Dude on Reddit. All right. Come, let's get a good. So can somebody send in a good comment so we can? Uh, I thought I said it was an audiobook on the show. Yeah, you did. I said it on Twitter too. I refuse to believe that shit. LMA Quinn, sup boys. What is sup, Walt? It means what's up. It's short for what's up. No, I'm asking you what's up. It means. What? I know what it means. Oh. I'm asking you. Literally. What's sup? up? Uh, I'm just a little <laughs> nervous. Like, say this is the first time I've ever been in a podcast studio. First time I've ever had an engineer. First time I'm actually watching myself talk. It's a, it's a lot of distractions, a lot of bright lights. You were on TV for like seven years. But I know. Not where I saw myself on a monitor. So now that's just, that's fucking you up. It is like, it's like. If you want me to. to no, no, I don't well, want We need to, to see these great comments so we can answer. Can you read some, I think Christian? you can put them, I think you can pull them up, pull them up on your Can you just uh, read phone. us a few? Uh, yeah, read us a good one. Like anybody? something we can answer. Sure. All right, let me see what I can buy. How much do Mike and Ming save on uh, air conditioning here? By not having it at all. When I walked in queue, I was like, Jesus Christ, it's hot in here. You think it's and hot. And Walt and Mike celebrated. now? Oh, yeah? I'm here on a Sunday. <laughs> now, uh, do you think Mike we, and Ming use that as a reason to walk around shirtless constantly? <laughs> now, we celebrated only because Mike called it. He said to Ming, he said, make sure that air conditioning's uh, uh, and full blast because you know Johnson is going to rag, rag on me if, it, if it's not uh, cold in there. And I was like, I took note of it. I didn't say anything, but I was like, he wouldn't go in. And the very first thing he's going to do is rag on them when they're letting us use their studio. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do that. Well, let me tell you guess something. what? He did. <laughs> I mean, that would be my guess. Yeah. I, uh, they're the assholes. Yeah. Me. What did you think I was going to say? a fucking scorpion on the back of that fucking swimming animal. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that? I'm a scorpion. Yeah. It's your fault. Uh, <laughs> you knew what I was when you let me on your back. Well, I Scorpion's mean, right. Yeah. Scorpion, the scorpion is right. Do people look at that story? Does anybody blame the deer? What was it? A deer? I thought it was. Um, I, thought I thought it was, it was a, a turtle. scorpion and a turtle. Sure, whatever. Like, does the anybody blame the float across and, it, and the scorpion sits on its shell? Right. Like, th- it's definitely the turtle's fault, right? Wait, For is not the knowing? scorpion and the turtle? I heard scorpion and dog. Like, I've heard many very yeah, dog. Well, whatever. Yeah. I was well heard... who's doing the most swimming? Turtle. Yeah, but a turtle, you can't really. There's a shell. You can right sting in him face. in his neck yeah. All right. or his tail. But everybody blames the turtle, right? Nobody blames the scorpion. Let's well, that's the, that's the reason for the fable. It's to, to teach people, like, don't Scorpion don't and the frog. That's it. Scorpion and the frog. If, frog. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't think that that – whatever that is, don't for a second buy that it's not what it is or what it says it is. Boom. He's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Absolutely. Look, yeah. look at all those sting marks on her. Yeah. We should see a cloud of smoke right now <laughs> and, and uh, you should never look back. <laughs> She light the place on fire. <laughs> no, no, no. It feels like it's on fire. It's so fucking hot in here. Right, why are you locking the door? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there, you would think in this day and age that people would blame the scorpion. Oh yes, yeah. Today's right. oh today's culture, classified the, 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 the frogs are victim. No, frogs it's not a frog. It's a, frog. a turtle. Well, no, <laughs> it, it's actually the original fable is a frog. frog. Oh, okay. Yeah. The frogs are victim. Yeah, the frogs. The frogs been marginalized. Well, if the frogs didn't. <laughs> 
Put in your face. I'm glad that was caught. <laughs> yeah, this is what you're missing. The contempt. The smugness when he breaks yeah. a point. Yeah. <laughs> Poor frog. He's just trying to get his liberal arts on. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I agree. I, I think anybody who's like, oh, my God, a scorpion is like, well, then fucking pay attention. Yeah. Because that's the way the world is. Yeah. No. Mm. But <laughs> but that's like painting with a broad brush every scorpion in the world, though. There may be a few scorpions that may be true and say say something and live up to what they say. If they say they're not going to sting you, there's a few that may not. But more often than not. Probably gonna sting you. Good luck in life, frog. <laughs> well, the frog and the scorpion die. Yeah, yeah, yeah how does the scorpion die? Because he, he drowns. drowns. Oh, because he falls the frog, off. The tree, and yeah. while they're both drowning, the frog's like, "What the fuck to do that for?" And the scorpion. If like, you're a true scorpion, scorpion, you're sinking under that water, watching that frog, and being like, "It was worth it." Yes. Man. Watch yeah. the light go out in that frog's yeah. eyes. Yeah. You're holding your breath a little bit more yeah. than the frog because yeah. the frog's paralyzed. Yeah. So then, he, you, then you orgasm and you die. Yeah. There's like a little like. And there's like a little scorpion cum shot yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. the surface of the yeah, water. Yeah. And they're like, damn, there goes another frog. <laughs> Every, someone, Walt in the someone in the comments is saying uh, everyone requests dyslexia, live dyslexia. Ooh, I, got, well, I don't think I have any live ones. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> dyslexia live it's just a lot of dyslexia live <laughs> you're kidding me really yeah is the screen name on... 148 148 uh, 1 148 hey, 2 <laughs> uh, yes. uh, let me tell you what dyslexia is um, it's a game where I say two words no seriously pay attention <laughs> don't, don't. and then forget everything he says um, I, you have to give I give you the opposite meaning of a word so like for example um, stationary feathers it's a rock group what is it? What's opposite of stationary? Stationary. Too, uh, too slow. Rolling Stones. Damn. You fucked up. So wait, <laughs> stationary rock group? Station, it was a rock group. No, no, stationary stationary feathers. feathers. Feather. Got it, got it, got it. Get it? Rolling, stationary, feathers, stones. And everyone knows like feathers is more the opposite of stones oh. than say fur or skin or any other number of yeah. things. Car. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> out, of, out of the 180 p- 80 people that are on, okay. how many have, have requested dyslexia? <laughs> Quickly count lives so we can burn through some of the time. <laughs> that does my heart good, man. I love to hear that. I wish I had, I had uh, brought some dyslexia. Like you had brought 148 with you? Uh, no, no, I don't wish that. I don't ever wish that. Any time I wait from 148 is uh, does my soul good. Um, Visually, he's unappealing. <laughs> too, so. This uh, Chris Zuck, I can't even say your last name, man. It says Dyslexia Live would soon turn into a live mental breakdown by Q. Mm-hmm. Q no. really I'm in. I'm into it now. I've changed my. I've changed my my tone. I'm I'm now part of the cult. <laughs> you did it, huh? Well, I mean, hey, let's let's bring up another it. question. There's no fucking dyslexia questions. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys! 189 people. Somebody come up with something good. One person. Where'd our comments go? Oh, you, we are can't we ever are we ever going to get Walt on a cruise over the UK for some live shows slash con appearances? What do you say, Walt? I want your, to. your past two cruises have gone. Uh, Mike, you want to sit down, hang out? Oh, water? Yes. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you, Gunga Din. What, one water. I'm actually going to offer Jolt. Holy shit, Jolt, huh? This is a shared universe, not Nerdist. <laughs> I have three bottles of water. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's 
Yeah, we never even said broadcasting <laughs> live from the Shared Universe Studios in lovely Eatontown, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, one of the first things I said, Shared Universe Podcast Studios. I didn't say Eatontown, though. Yeah, because we got it's like saying it's oh, like thanks, Mike. you thanks really got to pimp this place out, man. If you're up, up any want to podcast in luxury, this is the place to come podcast. Oh yeah, Jolt, come back here. Oh, Jolt. Yeah, do, what do you uh, do? You how, do you uh, partake in the Jolt Cola stuff here? These guys are very into um, pussified uh, amphetamine replacements. No. No? No. I don't even know what. What drugs have you done? <laughs> this is not going to affect your job. Don't worry. Mike's cool. Things not. But Do you have drug testing here, Mike? Yeah. Random, yeah. random drug testing? Yeah, he's like, no. He's like, why do you need all that piss? <laughs> <laughs> I got enough on my own. Thanks. No. No, go, so you don't do uh, any kind of... Um, Testing to make sure your employees are. Employee. Oh, he's the only employee. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, it's do you and home. Ming test each other for AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it. You got it. And Not yet. And I know, I know your check is going to bounce again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I can't really hear him. Can you bring up his his, his microphone? Yeah, sure, no problem. No, yeah, it's turned on. It down. There you go. I hear him. Blame in the boss. Oh, you're gonna get you a, learn anything from the Haishi? <laughs> Haishi. You're going to get a dressing down later on. Oh, man. It's time Why to start that drug testing. Whoa. Whoa. I know. Um, so you're pissing this back. How long have you been employed here? Uh, about two months. Two months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, this your, is, is this your first, I mean, not your first job, but is this your first job at a, at a podcast studio? Yes. What kind of background check do you guys I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah, what kind of background checks did you guys run on Christian? Uh, I said Ming said, "Hey, I want to hire Christian." I'm like, "All right." So there you go. That well, was it. Is it salary or is it every time he comes in, then he gets paid per he gets podcast? Paid. He gets paid per podcast. Nice, makes sense. Nice. Yeah, you're losing money on this one, bro. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and I dig oh, the uh, the the diversity of the company. I d- I dig. Yeah. Sure. You got an <laughs> two gay guys guy. and a black. <laughs> <laughs> I get the fuck out. Oh, I, I'm sorry. This Patreon is done. <laughs> I love it. No, Mike, I really do like the studio a lot. This is something I would be proud of. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. It, it must have taken a lot of work to get this together. And this is a great table, man. Like a tell them Steve Dave table that like where you don't like cut your arms on the sh- <laughs> vinyl on the edge of the, po- the poker table. Somebody make this? Ernie made this. Ernie, Ernie? O'Donnell. Got to give him a big shout out. Yeah. He made this table. It's yeah. solid. Did you think about um, maybe licensing the name to Ernie's Gym, the Sweatbox, and use it for your podcast studio? The, the sweat <laughs> yeah. Ernie owns a gym? Uh, no, it's just like when, when <laughs> I lived at my grandmother's house, when I lived at Gertie's house, uh, I lived next door to Ernie and uh, Ernie O'Donnell. And they had a detached garage, and they called it the Sweatbox, and all these guys would come and like work out. Oh, and shit. whoa. Yeah. Just like those dudes who were tossing each other around the pool in Key West. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool, dude. Very sexy I time. I thought you were going someplace else tossing each other salads. Yeah, salads. Mm. Oh, my God. Holy shit. You know what? You have to watch again, uh, Bruno. If you haven't. I probably watched in the last three years. Or have so. you? Yeah. Okay. The Sasha Baron Cohen movie? Yeah. It was. It, we rewatched it, man. I was like, holy shit. I forgot the magic of this. The ability to stay in character. Yeah. Through like, I mean, he's talking to a terrorist leader, right? And he's and talking it, about and he's dirty like, wizards. Get out of town. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah tell me. Get, and you can see it in his face. Like that's a face that, like, I don't think I could. Like, if somebody's like act mad, I could not act that angry. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
That's how great though when he's looking at all those TVs. <laughs> his new show oh, looks insane. It's so funny, man. Yeah. Or the um, yeah, the new show. The yeah. people were uh, people were angry about it because Sarah Palin got tricked. Yeah, and because he said that he was a I don't I mean spoiler alert whatever, but he said he was um, a disabled veteran. Or he was uh, a veteran, but okay. he was a veteran, a, a veteran of the service. But he's in character. But then he said, "Postal service." Well, there's uh, this whole th- or UPS service, United Parcel Service. I think that's what he said. Okay. But the, the the whole stolen valor thing. Would you stop fucking stroking yourself what? and making duck lips? Fucking Jesus! No, Mike. I've never seen anyone take like stage isn't like you this. really are staring at yourself it's the entire time. Mike, when we're at the stash now, please rem- constantly remind me to make duck lips because I it looks so much better if I don't. Wait, yeah, and and talk to customers in Morris code <laughs> and hold a fucking mirror up all the time looking at himself. Morris code. Morris code. Yeah, okay. it's a it's a whole new thing. You're not even Ray aware Morris, of it yet. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, fuck, what was I saying? Oh, so Sarah Palin got all pissed and was like, he should donate the money from the show to veterans. And like a couple of veterans got mad. And of course, more people who aren't veterans got mad. And it's like, he's, how did he steal valor? Nobody except for Sarah Palin got tricked because as a viewer of the show, it's not like a surprise where eventually you're like, oh, he's not. Right. He wasn't (laughs) in the service, you know, right out of the gate. It just shows that, like, liberal, real liberal, real conservative, they're a bunch of fucking douchebags who do not have a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Especially about themselves. Right. You know? That's very true. I can't I, – I, I, I like his work. I love him. I, I just can't – I'm so sick of politics. I can't watch the show. It's rough, right? Yeah. I, I just can't watch it. I'm like, I just don't care anymore. You don't care. It's just like to every single thing, every single comic, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, so did you hear about this Trump? What comics are you reading? Comics? Oh, no, not fucking comic strips. They're duck lips. Go back to fucking looking like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Comedians. Yeah, comedians. Stand-up comedians. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Also, so you guys can actually look at the comments live because the, the, the link seems to not be updating immediately. But if I – you can actually look at them directly on the, the phone app. It'll load live. It'll get you like comments. And the phone app? Yeah. For, it, for Vimeo, if you follow how, that link. How long have we been going, Christian? You've been going for. How long, much longer are you going to make duck lips for? <laughs> <laughs> you only got to do this for an hour. Oh, my life? Okay. <laughs> we've been going been for doing, at least an hour, right? Yeah. We've been doing it for an hour. We okay, have been doing it for an hour, yeah. right? So we're almost done. What here. the first 10 minutes like? Was no good. Burned. <laughs> Wasn't you're, up to par. You have a, a lack of enthusiasm already. <laughs> no, no. Why? Yeah. You, th- you, th- you saw a lack of enthusiasm. I just want to know where you know. Well, right. a lack of attention. I, I swear to God, I'm really surprised at how long you were staring at yourself in, in that monitor for. I should have changed seats. Yeah. Next yeah. time you got to sit. I actually seat think seat. it's a work of genius. <laughs> I, I think he knows it's, exactly. He knows what he's doing. doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second he like, <laughs> yeah, if you could pull that monitor up, and oh, I know what I'll do. Every once in a while, I'll just throw a barb at Bry and make him feel bad about himself. And the rest of the time, I'll look beautiful. You guys beautiful. don't realize that I'm doing that like <laughs> no, when, in, the, in the case behind oh, Brian at, at, at the stash? Oh, looking at yourself? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were looking at when I was telling my story. I was wondering why you were like, mm, you're one sexy alien. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we can't look up that link right now. <laughs> you can't look that up either? No, no, I can't look at the link right now. In the last, like, three minutes of the live stream, I'm like, oh, shit, we could look at comments? Thanks a lot, Christian. Oh, yeah, Mike, sorry, write that guys. down. Oh, this is hot for me. Oh, I'm done. Ryan, I'm lobbing done. stuff at you. 
you say stuff to make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> of course, I'm calling Megan Mike gay, but whatever. <laughs> oh, did, is that, I missed that. Is that what, he, is that what oh, he's crying yeah. right now? Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. That is the, oh, oh, yeah. What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the phrase for that? Is there a scorpion and frog analogy for what he's doing right now? No, it's pots and kettles. No, hypocritical asshole, I think. Yeah. What's your, what's no, I'm sorry. For? I actually wasn't listening. I was making <laughs> duck faces it's at fun, myself. Right? Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I think we should all just watch Walt's duck face. Can you, <laughs> can you move that window? I want to watch Walt's duck face no a little problem. bit. No mm. problem. Let's see. Oh, Kendall Jenner, you got nothing on him. Well, now my, <laughs> one, one my head's cut off. $900 million. There you go. Now you're looking good. What, one of the two, I can't remember which one, but they're saying, like, oh, she's a self-made billionaire. She's uh, she's not. No, she's uh, not. Wait a second. Anyone that says she is is ridiculous. Right. Come they're, on. they're wrong. Did you see that people made a GoFundMe for her to become a billionaire because she's not technically a billionaire yet? Why and, and people have, are they people, not our listeners? You cheap motherfuckers. Hey, hey. And people are actually... <laughs> Do not have a GoFundMe to make us billionaires. Shows your lack of fucking... Uh, what is it? Moxie, Mike? Is that what we... Do the kids still say Moxie, Moxie, Christian? They still do. <laughs> All right, I had to take a quick ad break. Um, sorry about that. But again, I'm here with 148. And as usual... Howdy. You don't need 148 IQ to know that the world's most comfortable underwear and fun, and fun correction noted. Well, no, it's comfortable and fun. It's it's. An is that in a talking point or is it yes. you just saying that? Okay, all right. <laughs> Since it's in a talking point, I'll let that go. Um, <laughs> but we, yes, we are here to talk about MeUndies. Get them. Tell the listeners about the MeUndies experience. Well, if you've never experienced the fun and comfortable experience of wearing MeUndies, uh, listen up. You can get incredible underwear sent to your door with MeUndies, meaning no more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store, ripping open bags that someone else maybe had already touched, and whatever, and eventually settling for good enough. Because you know what? When it comes to comfort, there is no such thing as good enough. That's why MeUndies are made with sustainably sourced material from beechwood trees. Their naturally soft fiber makes a fabric that won't sag down or ride up. And trust me, once you put on a pair, you'll get it. MeUndies is so sure that you'll love your first pair that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can to get you the right pair and keep you happy. Now, I, I know you don't know about someone trying to keep you happy, Walt, because you, <laughs> you deal with me a lot. But uh, but if they deal with MeUndies, MeUndies is going to try to keep them happy. And um, if they can't, you know what? They can keep the underwear, and MeUndies is going to refund them. And so it's really a risk-free offer to try the best underwear out there. And they don't also just sell underwear. They sell things like socks, which uh, you give to me a pair of socks, and I have to tell you every Saturday that I wear them. Uh, it's it's like I'm walking on a cloud. It's it's an amazing experience. Now, is that has something to do with with your um, with your condition that you want, that no that you only wear the socks on Saturday? Like, do you have like if you wear them any other day, is it like stressful if you wear them on, on a? I had a, I had a pair of uh, meundies that Q gave me that I always wore on Saturday, mm-hmm. and they eventually started becoming Sunday underwear because they were so holy. Mm-hmm. And so you gave me those socks on a Saturday, and so I started wearing them every Saturday to replace those meundies. And like I said, it's there it's, you go. Yeah. A little insight into the uh, into the mind and how it works of of uh, one forty eight. But Walt, if they're still not sure, well, MeUndies and tell them Steve Dave has a deal for the listeners. First time purchasers can get fifteen percent off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's right. That's fifteen percent off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. And that's, you know, that's, that's a very informed and educated opinion because it came from me. So, um, so you know what? They should, they should get their butt over to meundies.com and that, uh, it's meundies.com slash TESD. 
MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D, and they'll get 15 off their first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee if they go to MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. And terms and conditions apply in this one or no? You know what? Let's let's add terms and conditions. (laughs) Something extra for the folks. Safety, as they call it in the industry. CYA. <laughs> With me on these. <laughs> oh, you are a pip. All right. Uh, back to the show, everybody. What are you doing? I got a little uh, kink in my shoulder. Why don't you go? Hey, you know what? Walt got molested by an Asian man in the mall. He was Ooh. like, he was a, a masseuse and he started like, remember? This was a long time ago, right? Yeah, but then he got busted. He got arrested, no. you said. Oh, they, yeah. Because they, oh, they, were, they were doing some... They were some giving them some happy endings, maybe. Yeah, Whoa, yeah. the dudes? Uh, I guess if you requested a dude. I didn't. <laughs> I just got one. But I Mike, what, what, was the, what was the story? <laughs> <laughs> well, an Asian guy did give me a hand job. It wasn't at the mall. It was in the parking lot behind the mall. <laughs> It was right well, where you were sitting. Now, exactly. <laughs> it's here. You're sitting in. right here. <laughs> just let's get it. Yeah. I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. If you're getting a massage in the yeah. mall. Mm-hmm. Why? It, where it's, everyone it's can see? Well, you can you can request um, a little curtain okay. to go up. But if you're if you're allowed to touch every a massage, every part of your body, yeah. is there is it should it be against the law to just not massage that one spot you're not allowed to massage? Behind the curtain, I think you should do it. They should be allowed to do whatever they want. But is that then, quote unquote, a sex act? Yes, it is a sex think, act. But I also think that should be legal. <laughs> well, 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 what if you don't climax? You tell the man, "Hey, I, why the fuck?" Like he tells you, "I can, I can massage this, but if you climax, it's a crime." Okay. Uh, well, then what's the point? Well, you, you, it still feels good, but you just, can't, you, you just walk out with a little – I think it is a crime. I don't think it should be. What is it based on? Why? Why can't you do it? Is it just imposed morals? Very very Puritan, very Puritan country. Yeah. How did it happen? Everybody well, who founded the, the country. Yeah, but things don't loosen up after a while, I guess. I think they have loosened up. Have they loosened up? <laughs> sure. Couldn't like – In terms of that kind of stuff? Oh, well, definitely since yeah. like Quakers and shit. Right. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, there was coven ankles and shit way back in the day. Now you could see uh-huh. young f- horse flesh everywhere. Ooh. You know, things have loosened up. That's true. Would, uh, would it bother you, Walt, if, like, say there was um, a massage parlor, they were given happy endings, they were like – it was a building kind of like separate from other buildings. Yeah, I would never go into that. No, I'm not saying you would go in, but would it, would it bother you that it existed? I no, wouldn't go in either. No, no, no. But like let's say I was going to the mall, that's where I, that's where I get my massages because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a safe environment. Um, you think it would be dangerous? But I think it would be awkward, though, if all of a sudden, you know, the guy was like, we'd have to have that conversation. No, I don't want you to do that, or right. I do want you to do that. Mm. Uh, you know, that would be awkward. A professional massage. Well, that would be the – And, you what, go and think about the masseuse, too. Now, all of a sudden, now that's common. Now they have to do that, and if they don't, they're going no, they 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 to they're gonna have lose to. business, though, if they don't. They'll get a different they'll, – they'll, they'll hire somebody that will. No, because I would only want to go to places that weren't happy ending joints. Oh, you would. Yeah. But, but you could choose not to have one though and still get a good massage. Yeah, but to know well, she's that probably got the he's like got the previous dudes come all over yeah, her hands. Yeah, <laughs> she would probably wear gloves though. You don't know, man. I was what, like a hand like winter gloves. <laughs> I was in one. I was in a, a rub and tug in Atlantic City. Yeah. And I was in the, the I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> did no, you I make did good that, though? Did you yeah. make that up? No, no, that's true. Rub and tug? That's good. Uh, 
Oh, you never heard that before? No, I've never heard that. No, yeah. No. Yeah, rub and tug. Uh, my buddy got one and I was sitting in the lobby and I was. Sal, like, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was just, I feel there's no way there's not cameras in those rooms recording every tint, tint, scintillating tug. How, um, so I how sat long there. does that take though? I think it was in there like 15, 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I was, there was just an Asian woman at the register. I don't think she spoke English and it was like a half filled fish tank. But if you go in, like, let's say you go in, right? And it's like, here are the, here are the prices and flat out, it would say like, here, here are the add-ons. Massage is this much. Yeah. Then bang, 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 happy ending. So like the price you pay, you don't even have to have that conversation with, for whatever reason in your world, it's a guy. <laughs> Keep saying that. <laughs> well, I don't want to say because it's like you, you think that for a minute there's not going to be guys that want another guy to give them some. There you don't are, think but I didn't think you were one of them. You keep Neither, saying I've, in your example that like my guy, my guy. Because I found that the guys usually can get more of the kinks out. Stronger hands? Yeah. I don't want to say uh, not all. You want to be sexist? Right. I don't, I don't have a problem with it though. If somebody wants to do it. There's too many restrictions on everything. Everybody yeah. telling you what to do. But like I said, yeah. what don't if smoke you, this. Don't drink that. Don't tug this. But what if you just said you can do it, but you just have to like tap out before you finish? You have to tell them it's your responsibility to be like, I'm close. Stop. What no. kind of sadistic motherfucker goes in and pays for that <laughs> yeah. shit? <laughs> yeah. But that would be that would I would think that would make it legal though. I don't think so. Why can't you? Why is it okay? Who would to care touch if it was legal at that your, point? Rub your forearm. Mm-hmm. Rub your thigh. Well, because your forearm is not a sex organ. Okay, so that's it. It's yeah. it's a sex organ. What that's about it. the? Uh, what if he flips you over and stimulates the, the brown? Well, oh, he's like. Well, he's just doing a little thing down there. Is that also a sex organ? Because it really isn't, is it? I think that's not illegal. It's not. You illegal. can give a butthole massage. I believe you. Is can. this true, Christian? <laughs> 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 yeah. Really. Yeah, I he's, I would, he's full of shit. He's I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. But you can get. I'm you, hypothesizing. But you yeah, can okay. definitely get your, your fists. Cheeks. No, I was going to. But you can get your. You know, you, or you can get like you your, 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 your gluteus maximus. Sure. Pounded. You, you, yeah, because you get kinks in them. So if you just stray over an an inch, mm-hmm. depending on the buttocks, and maybe a bit more than an inch, like mm-hmm. if one forty eight is on a table, it's like <laughs> it's like a foot, eight to twelve inches. <laughs> 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 you got, and if he strays over an inch or two to the to the middle, this is fallacy. No massages is going near that fucking. Hey, he's, hey, his money's good as just as no one ain't. Anyone else? No one ain't. He dug it up an hour before he got there. It's not as green as anyone else's. It's a little brown. So you say if you move over just an inch, it would be illegal, though. Oh, I, th- I think it'll. I think it'll be tough to make that illegal. Can you? What about? What about digits that disappear? In an asshole? Did, well, I'm, I'm trying to be – I'm not trying to be so vulgar. I'm trying to paint a picture right. I, I, of sensuous. I think it's, I think <laughs> it's so raw. Both sides like, are – Yeah, it's but supposed it's to be asshole. romantic. <laughs> I mean, what are you fucking trying to dress it up for? You can put all the makeup you want on it. It's still an asshole. Trying to make it sound And people that are into that like, erotic, like that it's an asshole. They don't want candles and like they soft dirty songs. Talk. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do it. You don't like dirty talk? Do it. Put it in. Who's saying it? Spider Man. You guys know. What? But you're masseuse. (laughs) My masseuse. (laughs) He's good. (laughs) Uh, What else? What what else is on the list of things? See, that's one of the things, though. What you just what you said earlier, Uh where you were like the the far left and the far right are both assholes. They definitely are. Because the whole (laughs) massage rub and tug thing. If if it was up to to the uh, to the left, that'd be legal. 
They're like, you can't punish sex workers. You yeah. got to do it. So it's the right being like, no, we but, don't but want that, it. But you can't punish sex workers. But then there would be somebody who's like, well, they're being exploited. and The, the left yeah, would find a problem no, with it but somehow. That's, that's a fucking sticky wicket even for the left mm. because they can't – because then you're saying that women don't have a choice, that those women's opinions and those – Women's choices for their own life. Fine, I'll give them agency. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's that's you know. So they would run into that. So it's definitely the right that are like no. Right. You could say it. They go after prostitutes and not the Johns, like the law enforcement. Well, they went after Stormy Daniels recently for just giving a simple motorboat. Oh, it's so silly. I guess that's not allowed, Walt. Well, I don't know what that is. A butthole motorboat. Yeah, a butthole motorboat. No, I just like uh, I guess like she put her the guy's face in her titties and like you know it's like like a Bronski oh, type okay, thing okay. you know, and uh, somebody saw it or the guy was an undercover cop some bullshit and Stormy Daniels got arrested and then it's like oh it's a conspiracy Trump had her arrested blah 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 it's like so wait a second so Trump's interested in getting people busted with misdemeanors that seems. Well, that seems like a. I actually could believe that. I, I, I actually you may be that petty. No, he wouldn't want to get her with a felony. He's she. Oh my god. A fe- I, like, I like a misdemeanor is going to be like a ticket. It's not going to be a big but deal. I'm surprised she didn't walk the straight and narrow, knowing you know that like you know what people I are out for. Her. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. surprised she didn't like you know make sure that like she crossed every T and dotted every I. You're you're a, you're about honor. If someone signs <laughs> a contract wall. Yes. And they're like, I'm not going to talk about this, and I've accepted money to not talk about this. And then they talk about it. It's a shit heel move. Would you agree? Well, you you agree to the uh, conditions, and and so I do feel like you know you're. You got to abide by the, It's not honorable to break a contract. Right. I don't recall. I, I'm sure if I look back in my history, I'm sure I've done it. I've broken a contract. But oh, you've I can't done recall. it by proxy. I, I was a part of it. And what was that? Many, many years ago when uh, Walt was searching for the, the biggest discount oh. he could get from a comic book store, <laughs> yes. I had to call this guy in Long Branch and negotiate <laughs> over the phone for like, I think it was 30%. Yeah. And ordered all these comics, tons of comics. And then he's like, wait, I got 35% somewhere else. Like, And it didn't matter that the 5% he would drive to fucking Timbuktu to get that. Like, like losing money and gas and time meant nothing to him. It was just the, you know, how people compartmentalize. I do it all the time. So the guy is then on the hook for two months worth of books. And it was a lot of shit. You ordered a lot of shit back then. Now he's on my ass. (laughs) That guy went out of business pretty quickly after that. I I will. I have to issue an apology. You know, just like you stood up and uh, took the heat. I have to also now uh, stand up. And I did. I broke that. I, 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 I would like to fall on the sword of youth because I was younger when I did that. I wouldn't do that today, but you know what? There's no there's no excuse. I did it. I'm sorry, and I I hope to. I think I've learned from it, and it won't ever happen again. I've never respected you so much as right now. <laughs> Everyone's gotten respect, even Christian, who was here during live stream, like uh, off mic. Walt respected him yeah. because he was like, I admit I it. I've been, the only one I really want something to admit to. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of something Well, you worthy. refuse. You refuse to act in a manner that would garner you respect. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I just don't care about respect that much. That's I'd rather. Man, that's all right. Be yourself. Yeah, I gotta be yeah. me. Oh, you know what we did, Walt? I, I wish you were there. It was very cool. Uh, the Staten Island Museum had an Practical Jokers exhibit. I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. um, we, uh, we, I went with Q and the guys, and it, there was a there was a little parade, some pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. They, they, ticker tape, no ticker tape. There was a canyon of band. heroes, a ma- marching band level of parade. 
When, you, when the Yankees win a World it's Series? Staten Island version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was toilet paper blowing off the dump all over him. <laughs> Still, though, a parade. Did you ever yeah. think that you would be, ever be the the yeah. in the carriage of the person that, like, they're throwing a parade for you, specifically you, for no other reason? A parade no. in your honor. That's got to make you go, like... Well, it wasn't, what dreaming? a bunch of assholes. <laughs> you guys have nothing better to do? No, it was, uh, it was pretty nice. I don't often get moved by things, uh, but I was, uh, I, I, I got into this one. Well, you had a big hand in it, too. Yeah, yeah, but. You didn't have to pay for the parade, did you? He paid for no, the whole thing. No. <laughs> he hired the marching band. All out of your pocket. <laughs> he hired all the spectators. <laughs> it's like the George Soros of uh, impractical jokes. Do you ever yeah. pinch yourself and go, like, I can't believe my life? No. No, no. I, he says I can't believe my life a lot, but not but in the way that you're saying. You think. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! You know how many people would would love to have a parade in their honor? I know, but I feel like the comic book man when it's just around the corner. If it we just hold if, out if, long if, enough, if we you think just, it would happen by now? No, I mean, if we had lasted <laughs> one more season, we I, might I have gotten a parade right down Broad Street. I think it would. We happened. could hardly get the right to shoot for an hour, but and like <laughs> block off like you know maybe a hundred feet of space. Yeah. You know, a parade? I don't know. Ticker tape would have been nice, though. Oh. I'll throw some ticker tape at you guys if you want. Was it that difficult to film in Red Bank? Uh, I just think we didn't have that much clout. It took a lot of doing, right, to, to get anything well, it going took, on. It took – you had to grease the wheels, Christian. I don't know if you know. Yeah, you're not involved you're, with You're a young uh, man. Politics. I don't know if you know the way the world works. The but. ugly side. <laughs> we wanted to – With uh, the New Jersey Film Commission yeah. and all that. We wanted to shoot something so in know. the uh, Staten yeah. Island Zoo. And they turned us down, but rudely and dismissively turned us down. So we're shooting at a zoo in, in uh, New Jersey now. Which New zoo? Jersey it's rocks, like baby. Park, Tur- Tur- Turtle, Turtleback? Turtleback. Turtleback. Yeah. Turtleback. Wow. yeah, we shot there before, but we uh, but we were like, ah, I was like, call Staten Island Zoo. Like, you know, we want to do, we want to promote Staten Island. We want to promote the local zoo. And the, uh, my locations guy, Hopper, was like, she was out now rude to me. That's Why do you weird, think? man. I can't figure it out. Staten Island's favorite sons? I don't get it. That fucking pizzeria that was on the show, they, they get people all the time. Every day people come in. Yeah, Q and I stopped by that pizzeria. They're like, where's Q? Where's Q? I'm just like, I'm his errand boy. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm picking up the order. <laughs> but to promote the zoo and like in a positive light and stuff like that, we've never we've – never It makes just- no sense. Unless, she, unless that lady is a hater. She's definitely drinking some Haterade because she, apparently she was kind of mean too. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Not just no, but like fuck no. Basically, fuck like fuck no. Yeah, very dismissive. So, what zoo am I not going to anymore? Uh, well, it's the Stan Island Zoo, which I love. Which yeah. I love the Stan Island Zoo. I, I can't hold it responsible for her. Uh, How does it compare to the Bronx Zoo? Well, it's way smaller, but but <laughs> Dude, what kind of animals are in the Staten Island Zoo? In terms of qu- uh, quality, yeah, it's it's right up there. Do you guys have any any like exotic animals in the Staten Island Zoo? Sometimes uh, they've had tigers and lions. Yeah, oh, for so sure. you guys they've got had... the, you got the big boys. Oh yeah, it's oh, okay. really like it's it's okay. top notch. The zoo. Not just raccoons walking around during the daylight. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, not at all. It's, it's a real deal zoo. It's great. Yeah. With hypodermic needles. Yeah. Just like hanging out of their backs. Like, is that a porcupine or a raccoon? This is a drunk tank. Either way, this doesn't look good. Uh, a drunk tank. Uh, and then after the parade, they went up and somebody – you talked to somebody. I couldn't really see. It was kind of like on the side. Oh, the bar, the, the Staten Island uh, um, uh, Borough President's Office made uh, that day Practical Joker's Day. 
not like you buy it like online, like it's officially mm-hmm. in the government books as uh, as Impractical Jokers Day on Staten Island. Is that what a paid was... day off, like for government employees? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think. What so. was the official date? So every year it's Impractical Jokers yeah, the 12th, Day. Twelfth, yeah, twelfth of 12th. July. On Staten Island. We should do something. The rest yes. of the world doesn't have to. Yeah, but special yeah. on July 12th next year. I agree. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Get all To compete with it? <laughs> no, no, no. To, to commemorate. To celebrate. celebrate to yeah. celebrate. Have people post like the best pranks with their yeah. friends and they get some sort of. Oh, I like that. They get some sort of well, like fun I, little I want the attention on me, not on other people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was at the museum this morning. I had to go there for something. And, uh, and there was a good crowd. Yeah? Yeah. I'll tell you what impressed me. It's a very uh, – I'm not, I'm not lying. Like looking at some of the stuff and looking at you guys and like, like being friends with you guys for so long, it was like – it was like, like a little bit of like a tingly chill like, holy shit. Like this is amazing. So like all the stuff that Ambergio wrote uh, and you wrote like all the – and um, like just the props and all the – Yeah, like, like did a great job. The timeline was very cool. Uh, but – the thing that impressed me the most was like when you see in a real museum, like a Rembrandt, it's like, oh, it's on loan from this collection. All right. Some of the props were on loan from the Brian Quinn collection, Star yeah. Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> they have my wig in a climate-controlled box. You know how they, they do. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh, so they're, they're treating really... it with the respect it deserves. 100%. 100%. Okay. Wow. The best part of the night was, though? They like, threw out George Washington's powdered wig and put yours in there. Fuck that shit. Yeah, get it out of here. This yeah. is way more important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about the Washington-Haitian war anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute best part of the night, though, was uh, at a certain point, we all went upstairs, and they directed Q and I to a room, a couple other people, and they brought these appetizers. Yeah. Four appetizers. Plated appetizers. Plated appetizers. Little lettuce and shrimp. Very like fancy like you would see in um, Mm -hmm. like an upscale restaurant. So we ate that shit. And and only then did we discover that there were only four plates and they were meant for the jokers. So Q had his. You ate the other three? I ate some. Yeah, I ate three plates. I was like, (laughs) holy shit, this is good. (laughs) No, the – yeah, I ate cells. I, I mean if if the other three were for the guys, I would have liked to claim cells. So yeah. I ate cells. The other two people ate uh, Joe's and Murray's. And to me, that was the sweetest shrimp yeah. I ever ate was cell, cell realizing like that was for me. Yeah. And me realizing like that was for you. Yeah. <laughs> it does. You could tell it low level bothered them. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. They was tried great. to joke so about they it. They just came in off a parade and they're still – and they, that would still harsh their bus? Well, because they were hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a pride thing. They were like, we're hungry. Where's uh, the food? Yeah, and but nobody said anything. They're like, here. They just yeah. gave it to me. So I was like, thanks. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. The exhibit is cool. So if, uh, and it's, it's open for a long time. Yeah, nine months, March 2019. Will you just pop in occasionally just to surprise some of the uh, – Who's there today? You can't fucking yeah. keep them away. <laughs> That's my, me. My plan is to occasionally go there and sit behind the velvet rope as if I'm on exhibit. Just, <laughs> just read a book. <laughs> yeah. Or should just pretend to be the night watchman? That'd be fun. Actually, there's something cool going on because originally there was a map of Stan. Remember the thing that's on my wall with painter's tape yeah, yeah. in my house? Oh, this is, you should see this guy's house. <laughs> like – how much money do you have again? <laughs> this map of Staten Island cockeyed with that blue painter's tape just like uh, yeah. hung up haphazardly. Like if it was on my wall, it would look straight. Uh, his wall, I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? My whole house is this so, Don't you live – haven't dump. you lived in Staten Island your whole life? Yeah. So why the fuck do you need a map? 
Because what they wanted – no, not it wasn't like a road map. It was oh, like okay. a – it, it was a map. It was a cell phone taped to the wall with Waze on it. <laughs> it was a map uh, and I had a bunch of notes on it and whatnot because they wanted me to do Brian Quinn, Staten Island, put that map on the wall with like I would write little bits about Staten Island, like my okay. own memories. And I, I submitted my writing and they were like, this is – they're like, this is actually too good – we don't want to use it in the museum. We want you to write like more and publish it as a book through the museum. So, because apparently this guy in the in the 1800s, whatever his name was, Tom Ashford, right? That's not his name, but whatever, Tom Ashford, Staten Island, um, and he did that, and they want to publish part two, 150 years later with my <laughs> my thing through the museum. So When's like, that yeah. coming out? Well, I got to do it, so that probably like you know next year. It, does, it wasn't that hard. It was actually fun. I would do. like to read that. Yeah. Your thoughts on different locations and like – so we'll read the, the Tom Ash guys. Sure. And how different sure will, will Brian Quinn <laughs> – No, but I would like to compare Thomas yeah. Ash's experience on Staten Island versus 2018 right. man. Well, there was a Staten Island witch, Walt. There was a witch. There was a woman. Uh, I'm not going to – I'm going to try and tell her without looking up. Her name was Polly something. Purebred? No. She – this isn't a Matty DePoor fucking story, is it? No, no, no. This is true. You can look this up. <laughs> if right. you try to stand on which, it'll come right up. Right. And uh, Edgar Allan Poe's involved in the story, as is uh, P.T. Barnum. So so what happened was this mother and daughter uh, got brutally murdered, and her house was burnt down. Well, now I'm hard. With, with the bodies in it. And they can we play the overkill real quick, Jay Sarge? Oh, should I say I should say this for overkill? No, no, no. It'd be great just to throw an overkill music in. When, when, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, go, right. like be, when Q says, when we decide we're going to hear it, let's drop in some overkill. All, All right. right, go. Okay. So, um, so, so this mother and daughter died, brutally murdered, and then burned down in a house. Their bodies were burned to cover up the murder. And uh, they accused her sister-in-law, whose house was right next door, of being the one who murdered them. I forget the details why they thought she did it and uh, everybody accused her of being a witch and that they killed she killed her sister-in-law and her niece in some sort of weird uh, occult thing and she went on trial three times for being a witch um, and the third time she was finally uh, quitted what is it when you mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, what year are we talking about this is two years ago well I found Poe was still alive <laughs> and so was P.T. Barnum so. so the early 1900s yeah I think so late 1800s late 1800s early 1900s and uh, Edgar Allan Poe wrote a thing backing the theory that she was a witch. Um, really? And said that this woman from Staten Island is a witch. And um, P.T. Barnum made a wax figure of her and put him in his museum and made her, even though she was kind of like in her 40s and pretty, made her this old crone <laughs> and like fucking like hunched over like evil crone. That's amazing. And uh, that did more for public opinion against her than any facts. And she said at her trial, she's like, if anybody's a criminal here, it's P.T. Barnum. Like, he fucked me over. He made me look like the switch. Anyway, the third time she finally got off. Um, Isn't there double jeopardy? Well, no, no. I think she was, she was like convicted and she kept going back. And uh, I may have the details. I haven't okay. looked, looked this up again. Um, and uh, her house is still standing. Like it's still it's still a, uh, a thing. The, the house that we're burnt down, yep, there's a Perkins on the spot now on Staten Island <laughs> and, uh, where the murder took place. And then right across the street from the Perkins, which was next door to this house, the witch's house is still there. Wow. And the witch, the niece, and the daughter are all buried on the cemetery on Staten Island. So little wow. things like that go on. And, and – how come you've never thought to bring that to over? No, I only found that when I started doing oh, research okay. on the, just, on the this witch. Oh, okay. This wasn't something you heard about as a kid? No. So how long – did you have eaten at Perkins yet? 
I've eaten at Perkins many times in my life, but not any since feel the any store. kind of uh, feel. Was no, that the Perkins was, we ate at that time? No, no, it was a different one. You would think <laughs> it was a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh, no, usually when I eat at that Perkins, when I when I did eat there, it was like three in the morning. You ever get sick after? And it was. Anything? I mean, it was the alcohol I drank <laughs> six cheap. hours before I had those <laughs> flapjacks. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. The other so thing- stuff like that will be in the book. Uh, oh, so you will share how you'll share that as like how would you put that into your book? How would you put that into your words? Well, I would be like, can you guys believe this shit? Like, I didn't know this about Staten Island. <laughs> you use that exactly. Think, what's his name? Every for every chapter, can you believe this <laughs> can shit? You believe this shit. Part four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be something like uh, like uh, you know. Exactly. I thought it was more personal experiences for you. It is, but it was it would be about me finding out about that while I was researching Staten Island. Oh, like okay. a lot of it is is stuff that I've done and where I've done it and stuff like that. The cool thing about the museum, too, is that it, it was in the early 1800s. It was a, a rest oh. home for retired sailors. Called Snug Harbor. Called Snug Harbor. It was a retirement home for sailors. Really? Yeah. Wonder why? wonder why we don't do that in this day and age anymore. Why come there's not retirement homes just for sailors anymore? I don't know. I mean, uh, is there really a sailor? Were there more sailors back a union then? and stuff like that now. Yeah, or like are you talking about like the Merchant Marine or the Navy? Well, I mean, or like, just, these guys seem to be like sort of like independent contractors. Yeah, they're like, like the fuck else am I going to do? I guess I'll be a sailor. Right. And I guess you sail around for a while. You don't save your money because you're drinking, carousing, getting happy endings. And the buildings in Stug Harbor is gorgeous. Yeah. When did they close gorgeous. the uh, the home for sailors? Uh, that's a good question. I guess I'll look. Can at I uh, can I ago. help on the book? Yeah. I'll just ask you questions. You can look shut up on your phone. <laughs> do you will you do you think you'll feel pressure from the museum, the uh, curator to museum, to maybe Ooh. put some personal dirt in there, some no, some scandalous so. stuff, no, like a little Madonna so. stuff in there? You know that like, like to don't sell go copies that's on brand with the Stan <laughs> Museum. Uh, all right, Snug Harbor, eighty three acres. Uh, wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. Twenty six buildings. When was it How open? many sailors were it? Dude, it was huge. It was like the opened in 1833. Went, there were three fireplaces in this one. They call it the Great Room. It, right. It's massive, like these giant windows and shit. What do they do with that facility now? Well, the museum's in there. Stanley oh, Museum's okay. in there. There's like a, a – They must have events in that room that we're in, right? Yeah, there's but events like Q&A. weddings and stuff like that. There's a, like a little theater in there. They do shows. But a lot of the buildings are just standing empty. These gorgeous buildings that they I just. wonder how many sailors died in here. Oh, dude, a so lot. many. Oh, oh, diseases that are so easily curable today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at it. There's stuff like that building. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, just like a, like a castle. Yeah. You know I didn't know I mean? Staten Island had wow. such a rich history. Oh, yeah, man. That's, you got to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> we could do Tony Dave for the next hundred years. And both of us would be like, what? Like anytime he says something. Yeah, that's those are the buildings. <laughs> Trolling us. Yeah. Knowing yeah. goddamn well. Right. Yeah. What was it? Cracking Bill? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, 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 so on the, they have these pictures on the wall of all these sailors from back then. So me and Brian got obsessed with a, a TV show or a web series called Snug Harbor about these old sailors that live there. And, and like we just started riffing on characters and stuff like that. Uh, and our favorite was Kraken Bill. Yeah, a guy who was like, saw Kraken once, and they're like, okay, sure you did. <laughs> his line of bullshit. And yeah, we're trying to like like animate it or live action. I, th- I think it could probably work. 
It could work. All these stories of the, these old fucking weird sailors. Because it wasn't even about the – like, it could be like Krakenville's telling a story and then it goes into the story. Exactly. So it's like – You not, see young Krakenville. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, not the withered, defeated, about to die. You, know? <laughs> you better get that fucking Twitter account, Krakenville, right now, my friend. Yeah, you're right. I'll, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get it tonight. This, this won't be out until December. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you see this? No. About – this just happened in um, – where was it? Sorry, I heard this story. It's a guy who goes to like sort of a, a council meeting. Lawrence, oh, it's in Kansas City. Uh, legalize happy ending massages. Lawrence Mann urges counsel and his passion is praised. So it's a guy who went to a council meeting and said, hey, why can't you – if you're going to massage every part of the body, why can't you massage that part? And it's this dude right here. If licenses and regulations help stop sex trafficking, then if Kansas truly wanted to put an end to sex slavery, shouldn't they allow grown adults to engage in prostitution legally and then regulate and license that? When you ban something outright, that forces what you ban onto the black market, and the black market is where shady stuff starts happening. Case in point, many years ago, my friend came over with some marijuana, and we smoked. Okay, so you get the idea, right? Um, so that passion it had nothing to do was with, with massages, though. That's right. No, it has everything to do oh, with massages. Because, He's God damn it, how do I fucking pause this? Hold on. I'll just turn the volume down. No. So it's not the internet at the store. You just cannot work any kind of electronic no, device. No, come on. Back me up here. The internet at the store sucks. It's fucking Stone Age. No, no, it's pretty good. It's, oh, wait, do, you ever, do you ever have it problems? Could, I've never had problems. Have I just ever, couldn't pause it. it has, can I show you how you look to be at least touching a device of any kind? Mm-hmm. Just this manic, like, like stressed a, like out, a like hair mauling a salmon, right? I mean, it's it's weird. <laughs> that sounds good. Like, 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 like he's a, like he's do you invested. Worry <laughs> that, do you worry that there's some sort of uh, like mechanical? Something going on oh, here. Like, my, like older, I'm too your, jittery. Your motor skills. I'm too jittery. Uh, I don't know. I never had fine motor skills. As a child, I did not crawl. Did you know that? I started. No, I, I only started walking. You just I went, never you crawled just as a from, child. You went from. I went from on not, your back, not moving to walking. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the you way it went what? for me. That's <laughs> fucking, that, the fact that he never learned the lesson you have to crawl before you walk. Oh, yeah. It says so everything says about it. That's why I'm the scorpion, baby. scorpion. All right. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started and uh, bring up the men of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Why Bry. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Smith and Brian Johnson. Why, why, why? All right, man. Thanks for coming out. Welcome to Why, Bry. I'm Kevin Smith. Brian Johnson. Hey, everybody. Um, this is kind of cool, man. We got a nice little small crowd and stuff, enough to just fill the bottom floor of the, of the Lovitz. And it, it calls to mind, uh, the Smodcastle crowds that we started building the live shows in front of, like when we started Hollywood Babylon. It was at this little 46 the- seat theater I had on Santa Monica Boulevard. We did a, ho- a Hollywood Babylon there. We did Jane Silent Bob get old there. And I always wanted to do something with you there, but you lived on 
the other side of the country. So tonight kind of takes me back to then, to that like a year and a half ago, where I was like, man, if Brian was here, we could do fucking shows all the time. <laughs> so I don't know. This is real special for me. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. It's a very experimental show at this point. We're still trying to figure out if we got a show. We want to see if we can go out on the road and do something together. You know, I can't take Brian into Smodcast without being like, fuck off, Motor. And I can't uh, take him on to Jane's on Bob Get Old. There's already one train wreck on that show. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, the litmus test. If they can stomach me, then there's a chance. <laughs> I think so. I think it's kind of like that. So this is more about, like, let's figure out, like, do we have a beginning, middle, end? How does it work and stuff? So uh, bear with us. It's not like a well-oiled machine. It's you paid fucking ten dollars. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the simple and succinct way of putting it. Cutting right through the chuffa, as Bruce Willis would say. Um, okay, man. Uh, but that's that's kind of what we're gonna do. And we'll feel ourselves around. We'll do this for about an hour and stuff. And, and if it gets bored, you can be like, "This fucking blows. Move on and shit." And we will. Um, it's that kind of night. It's cool. We're rolling. We're shooting. This is gonna be smodcast this week, so you can all hear it in about two hours when we're done and stuff um if we go along enough they'll actually be listening to it as we're up here <laughs> <laughs> um let me ask you a question man you just uh were here the other night for your uh lovett's debut for space monkeys correct uh yeah i was pull this off what's up way to do it yeah, work it. Oh, this is the way we do it? Get yeah. right into it, man. Fist right. that shit. You're in Los Angeles. Put a dick in your face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, how was this that, This would man? never fly in Jersey. <laughs> uh, um, it was good. Was there anybody here tonight that was here? Oh, okay. And that was you and Brian Quinn, who you're on Tell Him Steve Dave with, and then uh, Brian Quinn and um, Sal Volcano Sal, are on, yeah. uh, on Impractical Jokers. Yeah. So it's kind of two, uh, the, the boy from, comic, the bearded boy from comic book men and the two, uh, fucking rap scallions from, from, uh, impractical jokers, jokers yeah. going out and speaking on the stage. It was cool. The place was fucking sold out. It was packed. You guys sold out like almost within a week of going on sale, if not only four days or something. Uh, how was it? How was the whole thing? I, I was here for the intro. How was the whole show? Well, those are two different questions. How was it and how was the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> Because if you were here, you uh, you know that as uh, you know, Quinn came out with a, a beer, and then the next order is four Jamisons. Give me two more beers, and uh, then he he has his mic and he's running around over there and he's eating chips off of somebody's plate, and he's yelling to girls up there. So it, it was it was okay. Here's like the first minute, and then it peaked, and then. Like, <laughs> Two hours later, people were like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Space monkeys indeed. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, what was, uh, uh, but, but how do you, what do you do in a moment like that? Do you steer the ship or do you just like, I'm going down in flames with the rest of them? It, yeah, it, it's Quinn and Quinn's drunk. I mean, if you were here, right? I mean, there's no talking to the guy. Uh, and even if I was trying to interject, he, he couldn't hear me. He, he, he's so, he's so wrapped up in whatever he's doing. So I tweeted for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted with people actually that were in the uh, in the theater. What did you tweet? Tweeted for a water. Yeah, well, first I tweeted for a water uh, because <laughs> in I the middle of the show, what a pro! I couldn't I couldn't get the waiter's attention, or he didn't want to come up because Quinn is you know he has that like New York weird aggression where it's like there's a difference between like him being like I love this guy and like one drink later is you know your life is threatened or <laughs> so yeah. the waiter's bringing water up here be like get the fuck away from Brian you, you ain't no space monkey motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
so then some girl tweeted back, uh, you know, I said, uh, could you please get me a drink? And she was like, can you please end the show? And that was the first, <laughs> first clue I got that maybe it was running a little long, but it wasn't really not until 20 minutes after that, that finally, uh, Dom Herrera came up and did a few minutes and, uh, saved us really. That was before that really got, before he crashed and burned. He caught you and she threw a net out. It was, it was literally spider like, dom. It, it, people were not going to tolerate much more. Really? Yeah. If I had better knees, I would have just crawled right off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> what happened after the show? What did you guys do? Did you celebrate? Uh, we celebrated a little. We hung out, took pictures, um, and then uh, I guess they must have kept drinking, Sal and Quinn, because they started um, they started debating the logistics of how they were going to get. Blowjobs from these two girls who are here. The two logistics. Porn, porn stars. Well, there were there weren't enough vehicles. Like the like I had the the one car that was um, going to take me back to the hotel where I wanted to go, and they didn't have a car. The girls, Simon, Quinn, and Sal didn't have a car, and nor should they be driving, even if they did have one. Uh, say they they were they were bickering and backbiting, and even got mad at me at one point because I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Well, what are you doing?" And I was like, nothing, I'm just talking. Why? And they're like, because we're waiting on you. I said, for what? And then there was no answer. Like, they, they really didn't have an answer as to what they were waiting for. Uh, but then their, any question they had about how it was going to go down was immediately answered. Uh, when we were outside, there were only a couple of people left, and the one girl started puking all over the place. Uh, like, really, like, it, it wasn't like, uh, ooh, I drank a little bit too much, you know, and like that clear kind of puke. This was like she had just gone to, like, a fucking Viking feast. <laughs> like, had eaten, like, you know, pig and fucking, like, giant, like, broccoli stems and shit. It was, it was disgusting. And, uh... She was just laying there kind of like, and something, she's young, you know, she's, it's not like, you know, any of us can say we haven't done the same, but it had been so long since I'd been in that position. Where you were with somebody who was so drunk that they're vomiting? No, where I was, you know. You were you know, vomiting? Even up until just recently, you know, within the past, I don't know, eight months or something, you know, just pop a pill and you're like, what's up? I'm going to watch TV. There's no throwing up. There's no like, um, there, there's no uh, molesting people's plates, you know, uh, right, eating right. their nachos and shit. Uh, that's alcohol. I don't get it, man. I don't get that overconsumption of alcohol. It makes people rather aggressive. But it did provide, really, aside from... Well, uh, speaking of which, don't forget to order big from the bar and tip your waitresses. Keep going. <laughs> uh, it, the only picture that I uh, asked to have taken, or actually that, you know, people asked, you know, get pictures and stuff, but the only one that I actually requested was, I, I think I actually may have a picture of it up here, yes. There I am with, it's very light so you can't see it, but down towards the bottom, yeah, that's the puke. <laughs> and you can see it's, this was a little lady too. I mean, she was like, I don't know, maybe 110 pounds, 5'2", and it just kept coming out. That looks like out. everything she'd ever eaten since birth. Yeah. Look how happy you are. Thumbs up. <laughs> I approve. Well, you know what? I think it was because um, at that moment I realized she threw up. Those guys were like, fuck it. I guess we're going home. So I could now just get in the car and go as well. Right. I didn't have to wait for them to argue anymore. I that puke is my best friend at that point. <laughs> <laughs> the only trophy and souvenir of your trip to Hollywood. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood. What's yeah. your dream? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I liked when the lights were down. That was so sexy, yeah. man. Um, it was a little bit after dark. So, all right, man. So the show, man, the idea of why, Bri, 
Uh, we've been doing it on the YouTube uh, channel on CSMOD, uh, our SIT channel, SMODCO Internet Television. And uh, the premise on, on the YouTube show is like Bri is telling me a horrific story and whatnot. And, and it, of course, my reaction is, why, Bri? So uh, the story uh, that we've been telling for the first few weeks is a story that most people have heard if they've ever listened to any of our other podcasts. Uh, Bri tells a story about um, having sex with his girlfriend's mother. While they were still dating, and it's it, it's a uh, it's a real charmer and a corker of a tale. <laughs> um, so uh, so we figure like for the podcast for why Bry uh, for us to go out and do it, or even if we do it at home and stuff from time to time, um, it would just be kind of uh, stories about uh, his past things that he's gone into, adventures and whatnot. Like uh, for those that don't know, uh, what you're looking at when you see us sit up on stage is essentially. Old school Dante and Randall. Like that's I got the Randall character from Brian, and I was very much the Dante character uh, when I was working at that store. So for me to kind of jump up here and, and sit down with the guy that inspired everything, that the movie that gave me everything, um, is it's cool for me. And we I've got an ass load of fucking stories and stuff. And some of them you might have heard before, some of them you haven't. But in the world of twenty porn, years later, he's a multimillionaire, and I'm next to puke like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much has changed for me. Yeah, there I am. <laughs> it's all about taking the right pictures, dude. Um, the uh, Brian Chronicles, man, that I've been involved with since, uh, oh, I, I guess I was about 18, uh, have been never-ending fascination for me and whatnot. One of my favorite Bry stories of all time, uh, for those of you unacquainted with uh, Mr. Johnson and his antics, uh, goes back to when we were working at the Quick Stop, a Quick Stop as seen in Clerks, uh, the, the convenience store we actually worked at at one point. I worked there first, and then I got Bry a job there. And so one of us would work at the video store, the other be at the convenience store, and we'd switch back and forth. And then during the day, the video store saw no business, so we'd lock that up and go hang out together at the convenience store. You know, when you watch Clerks, that's pretty much a snapshot of what our lives looked like at the time and I always wanted to get this into the movie but couldn't because it needed more setup and stuff like that um, it, is, it feels like it's a story better told than actually done in imagery. Uh, we were hanging out at the store very, very bored one day, and Brian it was fantastic at being a boredom killer. He's a guy who could just chase it away, man. He's the Mary Tyler Moore of working at a convenience store. <laughs> so, uh, so we're sitting there, and, and it's not like, you know, we're bored. What should we do? We're just sitting around, and, like, it was slow. We hadn't figured out how to bring in the VCR and the TV yet and stuff like that. So uh, Brian goes, I got, I got this idea. I've always wanted to try this. And he goes to the back, and he grabs this container of margarine, uh, standard convenience store margarine. You never really saw it in big con- uh, food stores, only in kind of convenience stores. Uh, it was called Happy Boy Margarine. And the picture had a picture on the box was an innocuous 9-, 10-year-old boy who was just like, very cheery to be eating fucking <laughs> Kind of like me in the puke. <laughs> there you go. Imagine very that as margarine. <laughs> You're bringing it back. He, uh, he grabs this margarine, brings it up uh, up to the front, man, and uh, he writes on this piece of cardboard. It was almost like the backing board of a comic book. He wrote, um, now in stock, and he did a bomb burst around it, like big, you know, bang, like it's a big deal. Cut it out. And then stuck it on the Happy Boy margarine box. And then he put the margarine box right on top of the register. And so I was like, what's this about? And he goes, let's just ha- see how people react. And so people would come in the store as per usual, man. And you got to see people's fucking reaction 
to this butter box. Some people would fucking blown away. Like some people bought the advertisement and you watch them go back and come back with butter and put it up and shit. It was a really interesting character study. Some people just looked at it crossly, like why would this matter and stuff. Walked out a little bit puzzled, wondering if perhaps the next time they should come back. You know, and the whole time we're just like, ha, 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 ha. Because <laughs> we're using Quick Stop at this point as our Skinner box, you know, and just fucking around with, with people to some degree. And then there was one dude who came in. He was a local. We sold him cigarettes constantly. It gets to a point at the store where you just know their brand. You don't even really have to communicate. They, as you see them pull up through the window or walk through the door, by the time they reach the register, you just have their brand ready to go and the change and stuff like that. This was one of those transactions. Dude comes in all the time and he was in home improvements or construction or, or one of those, one of those jobs. He was a physical dude, worked with his hands and shit. Me and Johnson, total pussy, soft hands, pressing buttons at the register, <laughs> making bomb bursts all day. <laughs> so he comes in and, and you know, he's a regular, uh, uh, at the video store as well. Um, and would get real tight when he didn't hold his movies and shit. I remember the day that Young Guns 2 Young came Guns out. Two, yeah. He almost got in a fucking fist fight with Brian Johnson. Because we had like three copies, and for fucking two months, this guy was going, when Young Guns 2 comes in, you're going to save it for me, right? I'm number one on the list and shit. I mean, this is in a day before, way before the streaming internet, where you can just have Young Guns 2 whenever you want, man. This was when you had to get a fucking VHS for I was his only pipeline at that point. That was it, man. You were Netflix and whatnot. <laughs> so... uh so he uh, he kept saying, save me, the, save me the tape and whatnot. And there was a list behind the counter, and it, his name was at the top of it. Young Guns 2 was written all over it. Young Guns 2 comes in the store, Bry's working, he rents all three copies out, not to this guy. In all fairness, though, the last one went out at, like, we closed at 9 o'clock, and the last one went out at, like, 5 minutes to 9. Right. So at 2 minutes to 9. <laughs> That's when the dude showed he up. Comes on, through like, the door. I'm safe as a baby because I asked for this months ago. And the dude came in almost like he was fucking testing us <laughs> by coming in with 2 minutes to go. And he was just like, Young Guns 2? And the dude had to be like, uh, it's nope. rented out. <laughs> yeah, Young Guns Zero. <laughs> and the dude got real tight with Brian, and he started yelling at him and shit. Because Brian came next door afterwards. He's like, this guy fucking yelled at me. He was, what did he say? Uh, he cursed me out. It was it was an in intensity like I had never seen before. As if like like as if I had given given away a winning lottery ticket that he asked me to hold for him. He, he really did pin a lot on it. There, there was no doubt because he, he I thought he was going to hit me. And to get that fucking pissy over a VHS tape, like you can only imagine in life, like how other people deal with them. You know, like if he is a roofer, like oh, I forgot the fucking roofing nails. Oh, boom, you know. Uh, oh, you know, I, I got you a fucking decaffeinated coffee for a break. Oh, boom. <laughs> I didn't hold young guns too. Boom. He didn't. He didn't throw a punch though, man. He was pissed. I only knew this too. Before Bri told me, because he came into a quick stop right after, fucking put, like kicked the door open, which is like, didn't I tell you I wanted young guns too? <laughs> and I was like, I'm over here, dude. Uh, that's the other guy. I told him you wanted. I threw him under the bus. I was like, I told him hold all three for you. <laughs> he should have held it for you. Um, so anyway, that dude is coming into the store when we got the happy boy margarine, the butter thing on display right there at the register with the bombers. And he goes and he gets his thing of milk and I pull his cigarettes for him. I knew what he wanted, his Newports and whatnot. So boom, they go right on the counter, comes up, puts his fucking milk down and shit. I'm ringing it up. Brian's sitting behind me like reading a fucking newspaper, but not really reading because he's just watching for the reaction. <laughs> and then sure enough, man, it was just, it was like chumming the water for a shark, man. 
Because this dude just bit so fucking hard. And when his eyes fell on it, man, he just went... He was captivated, but not in a positive way. No. Not at all. He's looking at it, and he's like... Like one of those. Like so angry that he couldn't make an utterance beyond... And like, he, since he didn't get a reaction, like, hey man, what are you huffing about? He threw one on top where he was like, oh, waiting for us to pick that up. But it was, it was hard to know if it was like, was he enraged at our pride? Like, since he probably didn't have a lot of pride in life, that he's like, oh, I'll fucking fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and why would you take shots at us, man? Like, presumably, it's like, we could have threw our bosses under the bus and been like, they made us put the bomb burst on there, man. Like, we're not really We don't that see the proud. big deal either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was he was very huffy, and then finally he goes, "Who gives a shit?" <laughs> and he's indicating the box, and I was like, "Excuse me." He goes, "Why does anyone care?" Was so what? It's butter, and I was just like, "Oh, but it's new in stock." And I pointed to the bomb burst, and the dude grabbed his fucking change. He's like, "Fuck this," and walked out. You also, you, you also told him that we were the exclusive distributors. <laughs> That no one else in the county had it. Brian Brian had to really fucking like till the earth, man. He was just like, well, we are the exclusive distributors in the area. Um, So that's the kind of shit. Like, I love that kind of shit. And those are the kind of stories we like to talk about on uh, Why Bry, man. Another classic story, one that I absolutely... Well, you know what? You got one. You were teasing on Twitter where you were going like, I've got a fucking story Kev's never heard. Yeah. This is something that uh, I I never told you. I don't know why, really, but um, there was a, a f- okay, so you have the bank of stores, and it was uh, Quick Stop RST, there was like a little luncheonette at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't think the tattoo shop was in there, but Not when we were there in the beginning. Um, but across the street, there was for, I mean, a, a tenement, right? There's no other word for it. Yeah, there were, for the longest time, there was this uh, wreck of an old building. It had apartments up the top, and it had like storefront space downstairs. One of them was a cash register repair shop. I only know that because Mrs. Topper sent me across the street one day and I was like, this is convenient because they were right there. But it was almost like fucking, it felt like the cash register repair shop from The Shining. <laughs> Musty, old, spooky, and fucking Lloyd was your friendly yeah, cash register repair. Here. Oh, yeah. Expect to see little twins and shit. But uh, that building, I remember that, yeah. Um, filthy, falling apart, and there was a family, one family lived in it, um, and we referred to them as the Cruddies. <laughs> um, there was a mom, Cruddy, who was uh, a beast of a woman. Very sweet, but uh, huge and greasy and um, like eyes shooting different ways and stuff. Mm. Uh, and then there were the Cruddy kids. Uh, there was a Christina who was older. She was, uh, at the time when we first started working there, she was like 17. And then there were a couple of, um, kids that, I don't know, they were probably between like, I believe you call them cruddy one and cruddy two. Um, yeah, they were, uh, as they, they rarely wore shoes, uh, rarely wore shirts. Remember they, uh, they would rent from the video store. And one time they brought videos back, not to the video store, but they brought them to, um, to uh, Quick Stop, and Kevin opened it up to see what video it was, because by then we had set up a, a VCR and TV uh, in the store so we could watch videos while we were working. 
And uh, he opens up the video, and a bunch of cockroaches came scurrying out. <laughs> it was really weird, man. And there was one right in the fucking spoke, like the white spoke, <laughs> a baby one. And we just looked at it, and we were like, how do you kill it? And Brian was like, easy. <laughs> <laughs> and they were not. They were one of those families where the kids walked around in diapers and nothing but. Yeah. And they were too old to be wearing diapers. It was just... <laughs> I mean, they were there constantly. They're, like you say, like the, the the guy who was mad about young guns, he was there every single day. There were certain people that were there every single day. And they were not only there every day, but they were there probably four or five times a day, you know, coming over, getting bubble gum for dinner, <laughs> shit like that. There was, there was a lot of high candy diet going on. The oldest one, the girl came in one day. Christina. And Christina. And that was the best part of the job, I thought, was fucking with people, obviously. You know, the, the butter thing. Uh, but it killed so many hours just to, like, fuck with people and tease them. And I remember she came in one time, and we were uh, we were breaking our balls about something. Another guy, another regular came in. I don't remember his name, but he came in. And you said something that made her laugh so hard that a huge green and yellow snot, you remember this? Flew out of her nose and like went all down her cheek and her neck. And the guy looks at her, he had walked in like literally like five seconds before, looks at her and goes, and walked right back out the door again. <laughs> Gagged um, like a porn star after Space Monkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And, and this was this was regular. She was she was not a clean person. She was she, um, she was. I felt bad for her. She was like a girl pig pen. Like there was always. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. Always good natured, but like a cloud of dust surrounding her at all times. And if something could happen to make her look worse, like ha ha ha, snot. Right. It would happen to her, man. That was never going to happen to the the girl who was super hot who came in all never, that time. No, she's like I know how to she clean left, my she's nostrils, like, and that's the end. Um, but one time she came in and uh, I was the only one there and I it was, I was ready to close up. And so, you know, we used to stock the drinks and shit at the end of the night. So I went to the back to stock the drinks and she was following me around and uh, came in the back and I had her working. And one thing led to another and I ended up making out with her and sucking her titties. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. The female pig pen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Like, and I, I mean, I remember the, the, the guilt and the shame afterwards that I was like, because I always tell you everything. I tell you anything that I do that's fucked up. Oh, We're I know why you didn't tell me this yeah. one. This one, yeah. I would have pretty pretty pulled know. your parents aside, sat them down, but like, you have to commit him. Yeah, she was pretty grotesque, and I, I don't know. I don't, it was maybe it was the lighting, it was the temperature, like uh, you know how people start hallucinating and shit. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, when they do that, dude, and in, in cold temperature and they're hallucinating, they eat each other's feet and whatnot to stay alive. They don't start making out with the girl who's like, "Ha ha, snot." <laughs> I can see the outline still dried on. <laughs> Uh, How long does one make out in a situation like that before you're like, what am I doing? It, uh, it was a good couple minutes until it broke off naturally. And uh, she, <laughs> she came back several... What's that? What is naturally? How did it break I ran, off? I ran out the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I think I, I don't remember exactly how, how we parted ways, but I'm sure it was like, you know, somebody came in and I was like, I didn't want to be seen with her. So I hit her with a soda bottle. <laughs> it was many days after that, she came in and was like, it was a different vibe after that. It was a way more like flirtatious and like, oh, where she's you need like, help stocking the soda? <laughs> oh, shit, man. She came for more bribe. Yeah, she didn't get more bride. Piece of bride. <laughs> did you never did it again? No, no, no. That was the only time. Did she ever ask you, like, why don't we make out like we used to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 20 minutes later. <laughs> she asked me, no, no, no. She never brought it up again, and I never acknowledged it. And then uh, never told you. And there were so many times, like, I could have told you. I mean, I guess... It was just leading up to this moment where I could not only tell you, but tell all you good people <laughs> that, yes, I made out with the female pig pen and sucked her titties. <laughs> and, and if I remember correctly, like, there were, I had more titties than she does. She was very thin. Yeah, she was like, she was very like bean pole. Well, she had like, yeah, I remember she had like a, a button down shirt. So like a couple of buttons and then the bra, like that was like padded. So you thought like, I mean, even as little as she had, you're like, oh, maybe she got a little more and then, nah. When the padding came down, three cockroaches came yeah. down. <laughs> Saw a baby cockroach. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, they, to to uh, put this family in like a current uh, context, they were like the Honey Boo Boo family without a Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. <laughs> they were missing their stuff. The mom really, yeah, the mom really, if, the, if that Honey Boo Boo mom, June, had a... Uh, Dark hair. She would look a lot like She'd her. Even close, man. It was depressing. The, 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 it's not like I made out with the mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been a real fucking story, man. Still, the fact that you made out with her is pretty shocking. Yeah. Although I gotta say, not really. Not that shocking. <laughs> like I, it was I, as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, I bet you made out with Credit Christina. <laughs> um, good for you, I should say. Let's uh, let's check in on your. Uh, sobriety, because mm. uh, you were a dude that was uh, fighting the Roxies at one point. And well, then, fighting them was <laughs> <laughs> losing the battle. Yeah. Um, how's how long has it been, and how do you feel, and and all that good stuff? Uh, pretty good. It was. Let's see. So I got out of um, rehab in the beginning of May, and then I got uh, got my knee done. I got arthroscopic surgery to try to like get my knee fixed uh, at the end of May. And uh, they give you a Percocet, like light Percocet. So took that. And were you like, ah. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second I, was, I hadn't even swallowed it yet, <laughs> tore through the operating room. <laughs> <laughs> Wires hanging off my arms, my fucking ass hanging out, man. <laughs> um, but it, uh, it, it didn't work. It hardly did anything at all. So just uh, this past December, I got a full knee replacement. Mm. And uh, it, it's it makes you feel kind of dopey because, ev- like, every person, including the doctor, is like, how old are you? Like, because you shouldn't be having a knee replacement, I guess, so young. Is that right? I'm considered young. It's the only thing I'm considered young in, uh, anymore, <laughs> This is when you go get knee work. They're like, yeah, hey, yeah. you're the youngest we ever uh, did. Look at this kid. <laughs> <laughs> the people in the waiting room are 80, 60. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. They're, like, looking at hips and knees and shit like what that. What did it feel like, man? Them cut- Were you awake for any of it? Uh, the last, I woke up during the last 20 minutes. Um, yeah, it was fucked up. (laughs) That's a good reaction. Like I I woke up and they have this thing up where it's like a, a, actually before that, what they do is before you even get put under and stuff, they give you something called a pain ball. And, um, they put it, they put it (laughs) like, like, you're like, what's a pain ball? Like bend over. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what is this for? They're like, because your asshole hurts so much, you won't think about your fucking knee. Yeah, they showed me on video afterwards. <laughs> Taking pictures of like <laughs> Uh, a paintball, and it's like you see this screen, and it's um, I, I keep forgetting that when a lady's when a lady's pregnant, and they do the um, oh, uh, like it's ultrasound not a or ultrasonogram yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't like the body language on <laughs> you. You got like your arms folded. You're like oh, I'm fucking crying, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> they they look for like the nerve. They got and there's so many fucking nerves in there. I don't know how the fuck they ever find it, but it's like they have to stick it in, and um, they're they're trying to hit it, and they're hitting a bunch of other nerves. What? Before they actually get into the one, so your legs jump and, and it fucking hurts. It really hurts. And you're like, oh, like this until they finally get it. And even though it hurts like hell, you're glad that they fucking found it, you know, because there's no more flipping around. Like, you know, in, uh, in biology and in, in high school, like you'd like zap the frog legs and make them hop and shit. Well, you would. And then apparently you paid for it yeah. years later. <laughs> like I was that frog for a little bit. Um, and then they, they put me under and when I, I woke up and they were still working on it. They hadn't like stapled it or anything. And there's like, you're laying on your back and there's like this shield up in front of you, I guess. So like blood doesn't squirt on you or whatever. And, uh, the guy looks at me and he's like, <laughs> he saw you were awake. Yeah. He sees that I'm awake. And I was like, can I look at it? Like I wanted to look at it. And he goes, Oh no, no, no. And I asked a couple more times and I guess they don't, it may be too traumatic or something. Like it looks a lot more fucked up than you think it looks. So when you're that, like out like that, um, uh, you know, like kind of like in that twilight, they're like, they don't, they don't need him freaking out, you know, it'll, so like it'll be like the last May when he got the Percocet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be kind of coming out of it and shit. Like, can I see? And they'd show you, you'd see like bone and you'd be like, Oh, oh yeah. Ah, and start knocking shit over. Yeah. Um, so they wouldn't let me look at it. And then they put you like into this recovery room. <laughs> Maybe they um, didn't let you look at it because like, nah, you can't see. And if you fucking looked on the other side, there was a dude who was like, <laughs> <laughs> Does he know? Who knew knee replacement would feel this good? He's he's in Twilight. Quick, knock him out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like one eye looking at him. So then they bring it to the recovery room, and um, I had a I had a a, a benchmark of pain up until that point. What was it? um, I was uh, in 11th grade in high school, and I broke my ankle playing in a basketball game. And uh, I believe you were recording it at the time. <laughs> was, I might have been there for that game. Yeah, you. Uh, it, was, it was a modern day game, and uh, you used to record all the games. And I broke my ankle during the game, but but tied it up really tightly so that I could st- still play. Fuck out of here. Yeah. and it's like um, out of a movie. You're like Batman, dude. Uh, it was the only game we won that year. <laughs> so, like, we actually did win. but um, Were you a factor or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely... Yeah, that was a factor. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I just told him I made out with pig pen. <laughs> I got to come away with something heroic. Yeah, definitely a factor. And that night, um, I went to the hospital. And they gave me, now this is 1985. So I guess they didn't give teenagers anything stronger. Like, they gave me Tylenol. And that night, I was like, it, it was unreal how bad it hurt. Because they didn't, like, put a cast on it or anything. They gave me, like, an air cast, it's called. You know, like, fucking pump it up full of air. And and uh, it's not like a, a true, like, you know, like, solid they cast. Hard cast right, right. right, yeah. Um, so up, up until the knee replacement, that hurt the most. Like, I was crying and shit, you know, that night. Um, but <laughs> waiting, waiting in that recovery room, it, it was fucking unreal how much it hurt. 
After the knee surgery. After the knee surgery. And they hadn't given me, um, it was a good couple hours. They hadn't come in and given me any painkillers or anything. Do you immediately regret the operation where you're like, why the fuck did I do this? Yes. Yes. I was thinking that I was like, why, why did I do it, man? Fucking uh, this, it's unreal how bad it hurts. And what if, how long is this going to last? You know, it's uh, meanwhile, it's an hour after they just (laughs) tore my knee open and put it back with like 23 staples. But then they come in and they, they gave me some painkillers and in like a half hour, it, it went away. Now, when you go up to the room, they gave me, um, and I don't know any who's familiar with dosages and shit, but they gave me uh, 30 milligrams of Oxycontin, another 20 milligrams of Oxycodone, which is like a quick acting, that those are the Roxies, basically, and then um, intravenous Dilaudid, right? Now, I'm thinking... I'm gonna be fucked up. Yes, yeah, and I'm uh, and 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 uh, I'm I'm allowed. I'm allowed to do this. Like I'm not being bad. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. they're giving it to me, uh, and I don't know if it was because I had set such a high threshold over the years that I was taking it, or that it was just going to kill the pain. Nothing. There was no edge. No to head it. high at all. <laughs> None. And I was. But like, did it take away the pain in the knee, or did uh, you still feel the knee? It took away most of the pain. Um, not all of it, but a pretty decent amount. But through that whole time, nothing. Did you? And how long did you? I even brought my recorder for telling Steve Dave. I was. I brought my recorder so that I could, if I was like really fucked up, I was going to do a solo podcast and like <laughs> see how it came out. But it was. I was so normal that I was like, this, this would just be boring, you know. How long was the recovery period? And did you have to like put it on machines and somebody work you out and shit? Uh, you have this thing. It's called um. Uh, the fuck was it called it's a machine that like yeah like moves your leg and you had it was fucked up you had to do it six hours a day uh for like two weeks it just um you know three hour or three two hour sessions of fucking move your leg and stuff and this guy would come in and stretch your leg every uh every couple days so like but i was walking within less than two weeks and walking or like fucking walking like christian bell batman like yeah like that uh i still basically walk like that because it's you got the beard like it's still swollen up right yeah, it, yeah, a little bit. You should. I hope somebody it. fucks up the lights here. I'll scream at him like Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you showed me, it did look pretty fucking nasty. I mean, it looked. It, it just. They did a nice job. It's not like it's. It looks messy, but it looks like it fucking hurt, man. Yeah. More than life itself. See, that's the two things would keep me away from it. As bad as my knees were. Number one. That moment after the operation where you're like, oh, my God, I'm in hell. Is it always going to be like this? Yeah. Oh. But even worse than that, I think the thing that would keep me away, and you're not afraid of this. When they put you under, you're not afraid that they're just going to be like, he's asleep. Let's look at his dick. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they saw it. Especially because now you're on TV where they're like, this is that motherfucker from comic book men. Yo, Let's uh, look at his dick. And they're all just like. <laughs> <laughs> taking thumbs up pictures and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like put it in your mouth. Uh, that, that, I mean, there's no doubt. That's they, the only. There's thing no I, doubt they saw it because no matter what you're getting done, they're like, take off all your clothes. I mean, I this is just it. my experience. Is that the way it happens for everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, and also they tell me to roll over and they put things in my ass. Does this happen to everybody else? <laughs> uh, that would keep me. I know I'm probably gonna die from some sort of like easily cured hospital ailment, like one in and out sur- surgery or like a fucking day procedure. Because I'm just so fucking terrified. They'll be like, look at Silent Bob's dick. <laughs> and that'll fucking go viral and shit. 
There was no wonder a, he's silent. <laughs> <laughs> They uh, they also like they. I was taking a bunch of different medicines. I was it was like blood thinners and um, high blood pressure and this and that. And um, they um, constantly came in to do vitals and shit. You know, that um, you could never get a good night's sleep because every two hours they would come in. And so one night they come in and she takes my vitals and she leaves. And I go to like move the blanket and I was like, why is this blanket wet? And then I was like, why why is the sheet wet? I was like, oh, fuck, why are my underwear wet? <laughs> and I guess, like, the medication I took, like, I was sleeping so heavily, and um, but it was only within the first couple of days, so the, the, the uh, what's it called when they put in your back? Uh, spine? Uh, the, the, uh, again, girls got that. Epidural? They, epidural. I'm going to cross your arms, lady. Um, <laughs> um, the epidural, yeah, like, you don't have any feeling below your waist for a little while. So I had pissed the bed and pissed myself, and you know I'm so now this is like for two days into it, so it still like hurts like hell. I can hardly walk. And you've been pissing for two days? Yeah, pissing for two straight days without changing. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, Cruddy Johnson needs to get changed." <laughs> They're like, "He's the big pen of boys." <laughs> um, no, no, no. It was just it was that night. Like I had I had pissed the bed that night, and so. The, the the nurse had just left. There were two nurses, and one had a real attitude, and I knew she would have been like, like told other, but hey, remember that comic book guy with the little dick? He also pisses his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to tell her. And the other lady, like I had, was nice, and I had like a, you know, she, she was very friendly. It's still, I know you're 45. It's hard to be like I just I, I piss my pants. <laughs> you know, even though I'm sure they're like, well, hey, no, that's natural. <laughs> you know? th- that happens in the hospital all the time. I'm sure it's like fairly common. Yeah, I'm sure it does, but I. Just just I couldn't like I mean I have almost no pride whatsoever but just that little bit I was like I don't want to tell him I piss my pants so and so <laughs> I start hanging your sheets outside the window <laughs> <laughs> they made me wash them in front of the other patients as a, as a punishment <laughs> so I had to, so I, I took the sheet like I took the sheets off you know I'm like like I and I'm connected to the pain ball so the pain ball stuck in my leg I have the IV shit in my arm so I have all these wires so to negotiate getting these sheets off getting my underwear off and then the um the gown which cuz I'm only wearing the gown uh was it was difficult and they had brought in a gown for me like I I could change it so they brought in a gown earlier so when I go to get that gown like I, I had to Get off the bed and like walk a couple steps to the. To There's the a security camera that the nurses station just watching this. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like I give him ten minutes. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, I'm, so so I finally make it to the chair and I get the gown and the gown is a small. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't call them because then the jig is up. So I put on the small gown. I'm like walking back to the bed like this, like sort of side shuffling. And I get in and you have to like, because you can't, your leg feels paralyzed. You can't just like lift your leg up. You know, like I actually have to like hold it and and bring it up. And um, after all that, the next morning, like as I'm waking up, I see the, the nurse looking at, like, the sheets and the gown, which I had, like, stuffed under this chair. Like, what's going on down here? <laughs> and sure enough, she was just like, oh, he pissed the fucking bed. <laughs> Exposed. Yeah. yeah. That you I, didn't feel, so when you, you got a spinal, you didn't feel even taking a leak or anything like that? No, nah, I guess not. I mean, I didn't feel, because even, it, it was really like it was the wet, and then the smell really confirmed it. 
that uh, that it was, uh, you know, I wasn't like, oh, maybe I just spilled water as I was sleeping. I saw uh, Jen, she got an epidural when, when Harley was born, and um, she tried to, like, go natural as long as she can, but she was like, I reserve the right to go for drugs. I was like, me too. <laughs> um, so she was, uh, you know, she tried to hold out, and then she was in pain and stuff, so we got to the hospital, she was just like, I'll take the epidural, and right away they gave her the epidural. And it knocked her out from, like, the waist down. I mean, I guess she felt enough to push because there was the whole push, push while she was giving birth. But the thing that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> push, push in the push. All stone. You know want to get down. <laughs> Doctor's like, can you please leave the room? <laughs> um, so there, there I am, like, while the kid's being delivered and whatnot, and you see the kid crowning and shit like that. And, and you're looking at... You know, a human body and, and, and a vagina particularly just stretch unbelievably and do shit where you're like, oh my God, I never want to hear, ow, that hurts ever again. <laughs> Cause I know I'm way smaller than what's fucking coming out right now. So you're watching this happen, the baby's crowning and whatnot, and the doctor goes like, uh, the baby's crowning. And so she reaches over for a fucking scissor that looks like a scissor in a, a fucking butcher shop. Just thick as fucking hell, man. Like, not the scissors you have in, in your drawer at home. Just a mean-looking, sterile-ass silver It's like, like one of the tools that they use in hostel to, like, kill somebody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I expected some fucker with a weird mask to come in and shit. Um, they, she, the, la- the lady doctor grabs this scissor and immediately goes to the bottom of her vagina the gooch, if you will, uh, and does the cut. There's a name for it. It's the episiotomy. Immediately goes for this. Now, I, kn- I knew about the episiotomy, but I didn't know that it was... I thought it was like we pull out a surgical tool and there's like a little mask that goes over it and stuff like that. It was as simple as just grabbing and cutting the way you would cut a piece of paper and whatnot. I mean, she was a little more... She wasn't just stabbing because there was a human being coming out, but she was deft with it, got it in there, and all of a sudden just cut and she cut like such a long line almost from the bottom of her vag almost to her fucking asshole where I was like it's gonna be one big hole <laughs> but she's a pro what chance do I have now yeah. <laughs> you know I won't get there <laughs> Mr. Smith please <laughs> so uh, she did and immediately my first reaction because I'd never seen something like that I never saw like you know in movies you see a knife going into somebody I never saw anything like this in my life like human meat being cut and I immediately looked to fucking her because I thought she'd be like ah! no reaction whatsoever like she was uncomfortable from the pushing of the kid and she felt the kid coming out of her body and moving through her, her pelvis and out her vag but she didn't feel that cut one iota man so that fucking epidural shit is strong son I yeah. felt the cut more than she did. I looked at the fucking doctor and I wanted to lecture her about, you might want to warn a human being and shit like that. <laughs> Later on, she was like, do you want to cut the, uh, the, uh, umbilical cord? And I was like, um, yeah, okay. She was like, okay, well, you want to, there's a chair behind you in case you have to pass out. Some people, cut it and they get queasy and, and pass out. I said, lady, you might have wanted to told me about the chair <laughs> when you were cutting the fucking best part of my wife, man. When I, you know, when I watched that happen. But it, it, I would imagine you didn't feel it very much. Nah. nah. Alright, man. Let me check in on uh, Comic Book Men as well. Brian is on a television show called Comic Book Men. It's heading into its uh, second season 2B, I guess it's called. We had season 1. 
then season 2A, and now season 2B. Um, it's moving from uh, Sunday nights where it was cozily behind The Walking Dead and Talking Dead, and now we're over on Thursday nights as AMC tries to expand their uh, programming beyond the Sunday night, you know, block that they constantly do. Uh, they've, they've got a block on Thursday now that we lead off with uh, that's kind of a unscripted programming. So there's a show about... Uh, taxidermy, and then there's a show about people that hammer shit into their face in a sideshow and stuff. That reminds me, I saw a tweet today that uh, midget bowling is coming back to New Jersey. I wasn't aware that it had left. Um, I'm not really, like, you know, an enthusiast, right. but uh, I, I saw that down at the Stone Pony, which is a really famous club in uh, Asbury, where Bruce uh, by popular is. demand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by popular bowl- demand? That's what they said. And They're like, we can't get Springsteen, so midget bowling! Mm-hmm. And uh, on on the the poster is like uh, a midget who looks like he looks like he's fighting it, like he doesn't really want it to happen, right. and like a couple guys that are like mid swing about to chuck him down the alley. Jersey pride. Yeah. Um, the uh, so this as we head into. Uh, season 2B, which starts February 14th on Valentine's Day. You, uh, the, see, the shoot last season, like, was a bit of an up-down experience uh, for you. Season uh, 2. For season 2. Yeah. We had uh, this wonderful producer on the show, Brian Nichelle, who did the first uh, season. And then when we went back for season 2, Brian was committed to another show already, and so... We, he wound up not doing most of season two. And uh, apparently you kind of butted up against the producers of season two, the, some of the cats you had to work with? If you can imagine, yeah, I had a problem with authority. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What were the issues? Uh, in the very beginning, uh, like the the first season, Nichelle really, uh, Brian Nichelle, the, the guy he's talking about, wasn't uh, in charge. We had one guy who didn't work out and then another guy who um, didn't seem to, like, I don't even know if he spoke English. He was only there for a week, but he hardly ever talked, and he, but he wore scarves all the time, I remember? He always had a scarf on. This fucking summer we were shooting in. And then we finally got Nichelle. Like you say, Nichelle couldn't come back. Mm-hmm. So we got an entire new team, these three guys, who um, I probably won't say their names right now. Okay. <laughs> these three guys, uh, who I guess their jobs are like field producer, showrunner, whatever it is that... Their, their titles are, um, and they had a, a decidedly different approach. I think their idea was to make it a kinder, gentler uh, comic book man. Because, like, out of the uh, right out of the gate, don't make fun of Ming so much. Oh, really? Yeah, right? Um, yeah, there's no fucking show without that. I was like, the best I can offer you is to not do my Ming voice on TV. <laughs> That's the best I can do. And, and plus, Ming was even like, come on. You know, like, you gotta make fun of me, guys. <laughs> Otherwise, it ain't comic book, man. Um, so, uh, so, of course, you know, we weren't going to listen to that. And uh, they were also giving me a hard time, even about my shirts. They wanted me to wear... Now, those guys, it makes sense. They wear the staff shirt. Yeah. But for me, since I don't work there, um, to wear the same shirt every single episode, which was going to make their job easier for editing, of course. Um, I was just like, I still, I don't, it, it doesn't make sense that I would wear the same shirt every day. Like I, you can only wear one shirt. And at first they told me I could wear four different shirts and I went three, one, and then they finally were like, oh, you can only wear one shirt. And I actually have the picture. I wish I put it up there. Um, so the very first day I, I came in and I said, Hey, I picked out the shirt that I want. And it was, um, 
It was a white T-shirt, and I had taken a black Sharpie and drawn a big cock on it (laughs) with a lightning bolt next to it, and it says dick magnet. (laughs) And I cut it off so that, like, my belly was hanging out. (laughs) And I said, this is a shirt I want to wear every day, so is this cool? And then I was allowed to wear four shirts again. (laughs) Uh, So that was, like, the first run-in that I had with these guys. And um, within the first couple of days, I noticed, like, because when you're, when you're on camera, you can tell, you can tell when the camera's actually pointing at you. And I could see, like, in my line of vision, I was like, they're, they're not, like, they're not putting it on me. And I'm not like, fucking, I gotta be in every scene, but I'm like, I wanna be in some scenes, I guess. Yeah. But again, they wanted to craft something that was uh, fun for the family. And they did not like that, um, I mean, I guess they didn't like what made us successful in the first season. Uh, well, is, I think the key word here is craft. Whereas in the first season, like, look, it's it's not uh, reality television. It's it's uh, unscripted. AMC calls it very wisely because it, it's not reality. Would be if we had uh, cameras in the store and we waited for people to come through the door to try to sell stuff. That happens sporadically. Um, when you kind of arrange a day going, hey, Friday and Saturday, we're going to be shooting uh, transactions. Come in and, and auction off your item. Come in and see if you could sell off whatever it is that you're trying to trade in or whatever your collectible, blah, blah, blah. When you do it that way, already you're fucking with reality. So you're arranging a situation where, you know, you're making it easy for the shoot where a bunch of people can show up and on the same weekend and you get a lot of shooting done. So that's already not reality. The unscripted genre, which AMC is, is kind of um, uh, championing, is the idea of going, yeah, man, of course, we all acknowledge there's fucking cameras here and we all acknowledge that we're working on a schedule and blah, blah, blah. But once the cameras turn on, these cats get to be whoever they want to be, get to say whatever they want to say. I mean, they can curse, and that shit gets cut out and stuff. But they're encouraged to be themselves. That's how we got to a second season, because you guys were yourselves in season one. So suddenly these guys hit the ground running with with new producers on the show who, you know, it's when new producers come on, a new creative team comes on, they want to put their stamp on it and stuff. One of the things I always loved about comic book men was it never does the shit where people look at the camera and start addressing it. We don't do the that thing. That we don't break the fourth wall. We don't sit there and go OTFs, like... OTFs, they call them. OTFs, on, on the fly. On interviews. the fly, yeah. it's called. Um, you know, the kind of thing where it's like, I hated him so much, I just wanted to punch him in his stupid fucking face. Like, none of that confessional <laughs> stuff to the camera. The idea is we have this podcast device where we sit around the table and talk, and they're telling me the stories of what happened that week, so there's no need for people to kind of address the camera. But then there was suddenly, like, you know, I've seen on the schedule, OTFs, and I heard from Walter, like... They're talking to the people, like the people who are who are bringing stuff in. They're having them talk to the camera, and and uh, I don't know. It just seems weird. It's not the show. And that was one of the first red flags. I was like, hmm, where where did it start getting more irritating for you? Uh, I also is, if is James around? Like, does James listen? Because I sent that picture to him. I emailed the picture to him so he could show it. Uh, Very casual tonight. See. <laughs> Uh, it was those, those things. I, I was like, why did those OTFs? I was like, why do they want to put them in? I mean, I, I didn't certainly didn't have the juice to tell them to stop, but they were spending a lot of time on those things, which made us late every day. So by the end of the season, we were, we were literally like two weeks behind because they spent so much time doing that other shit. And Um, shooting people that aren't comic book men. You know what I'm saying? Like the show's called comic book men. And the reason 
people like at least I, I sit in a nice God spot when it comes to the show. I read all the Twitter input uh, and all the Facebook input, everything that people are writing about the show while it's happening. I kind of get to see. And the thing that you see over and over again, this, the reason they like the show is they like the interaction between you guys. You know, they like to see you guys be friends and obviously you're affectionate toward one another, but you bust balls left and right. That's number one, first and foremost. Then the transactions, they like seeing merchandise come through the door and stuff like that. So to, you know, to, to not embrace that, to not embrace the thing that kind of makes everybody like the show in the first place that got it picked up, like watching you for interact. And, you know, particularly you play the role of being the chief ball buster and suddenly you weren't being, you weren't busting many balls. Not, uh, not allowed, not in, in discouraged. I would say discouraged from doing it. <clears throat> and the other thing is like with those OTFs, it's like, let's say we're going to compare ourselves to, uh, what's that? Pawn, pawn, pawn stars? Pawn, pawn stars. stars. In theme and content, it's like, we get it. The reason that the fucking person brought the thing in was because they wanted money. Every time, that's the same. It's the same fucking answer every right, time. Right. Well, I thought I could sell it and make some money. It's like, so you don't need to hear It's that never person. anybody going like, if I do this, this will find the fifth element. Yeah, and yeah. I'll save the planet. Somebody's holding my fucking wife hostage, and they say, if I don't get a certain amount for this on Pawn Stars, I'm fucked. It's never that. It's- but to be fair, even that's money. Yeah, that's true. So like, can you say it's, it quicker? It's a slightly and different like, twist. Uh, money, yeah. good. My problem came with... Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Dick magnet. <laughs> I don't know why they decided to uh, bend to my will and give me those four shirts. <laughs> well played, my friend. Um, what, uh, when did it get its worst? I'm 44 in that picture, by the way. <laughs> It got to the point where they um, they started suggesting I say certain things, and that as a, a group we we say things in a certain way. Um, that that came first right. uh, to everybody. Can you say it like this? Because they always want because they're always editing, you know, and they they want things. They want it to be like every other fucking show. That's what it came down to. I thought is like they want it to be like every other show. And the very first time that I was like, this is not going to fucking wash is when they were like, uh, hey, can you, can you, uh, say this joke instead of somebody what I wanted you, to somebody say? Somebody fed you a line, which number one, yes. it's like, hey, we're unscripted, dude. Well, that's the thing. You know, people have asked in the past and, and I, I swear to my hand, you know, I don't believe in God, so fuck it. But like, uh, my hand on Sage, my niece, uh, Nothing is written for us. We make it up as we go along. Every single thing is is um, is ad libbed, and that's the reason I like the show. You know, and you get so, to be you, man. You crack the code. You found a job where somebody's like, "Here's a bunch of money. Now be yourself." Yeah, yeah. It's it's the only job I think I can probably do, <laughs> and, and not well. You know, not even because I did get in trouble for doing that too. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, fucking <laughs> dick magnet. <laughs> yeah, dick magnet doesn't really make it easy. But I, I thought... <laughs> Rebel to the end. I should get buried in that shirt, right? <laughs> like, if I died, I hope that, like, the people around me would know me well enough not to put me in, like, a fancy suit that they would be like, pop him in his dick magnet shirt. <laughs> If you go before me, I'm going to be like, somebody dig up the dick magnet shirt. And we can't have an open casket on one side. We have to have it full. Right. Because you'd have to be able to see the gut for full. If you can't see the gut, half of it's lost. I like Buddy Christ in the background, too. Yeah, Jesus is right over his shoulder going, I approve. It is, yeah. It's a a sign of approval. 
but but this is a show where like you don't tell me what jokes to make. <laughs> no. So if I'm if if you're not suggesting stuff, I'm not gonna fucking listen to these fools. And there was one guy who was he was just so fucking not funny. And uh, one day I he I was uh, I was up there with Ming. I don't even know if it I don't know if it aired or if uh, it will air. But I'm I'm standing at the counter with Ming. I um I make a joke and I walk away. And Ming's reaction I thought was really good. And you know they cut. And so the guy goes, okay, well, can we do that again? But this time, um, Brian, because I, I made a joke. It was uh, the guy was from Australia, and I was talking about the Coriolis effect or whatever, pretending I didn't know what it was and how it would be such a huge deal someday if I could go to Australia to see the water go back backwards on like the toilet. Bart Simpson. And, uh, yeah, and I was like, man, that would be great. And I just, like, walk away, and Ming goes, what are you talking about? And I just, I don't answer him. I just slowly walk off, and he goes, What's your problem, stupid ass? He goes, <laughs> and it was funny. And so I come back, and he goes, "Let's do that again, but this time, Brian, um, say if um, Kevin Smith finds out that you bought that item, you're going to be going down the toilet the wrong way." Ooh. And I'm looking at him, and I go, and this is in front of everybody. I go, "No, I'm not going to say that because one, it's not funny." I said, "You're not here to tell people what's funny and what's not." I said, "So you just stick to your job, and I'll do mine." And it's like, crick, crick. <laughs> right. um, and that got it, it got to be it, they did it all the time no matter how many times I was like would you fuck off they still did it and then it all culminated in um, we were doing a, a did, I don't, did the con thing no the, we went to a con we, we do a con has an air jet has cool. an air jet and they wanted us to say something in a certain way and um, the thing is with, with these guys Ming will do anything I don't care what it is that you ask Ming to do he's going to do it he's going to say it uh, no doubt, man. If they were just like, hey, Ming, on this week's comic book, man, he'd be like. Exactly. Or like you have to like, we're going to prank your children and think you're giving them up for adoption. He'd be like, all right. Um, you know, if it's for the show, like accommodating to a fault where you're like, what's wrong with you, man? Um, Mike, very accommodating. Walt. Uh, not so much, but you can break him where he'll just be like, fuck it. All right, fine. Really? There's a yeah. wall that he hits where he's not like, he doesn't Bruce Banner it where he's just like, I'm angry. He's just like, I'm compliant. Uh, the only time I saw it was when we did the, uh, the Fantastic Four wedding because, uh, we were, um, <clears throat> that we shot 12 hours that day and we got back to the store and this is something that Walt and I had put a lot of thought into you know, the wedding. And they're like, all right, let's get for that, get ready for that wedding. And we were like, what are you talking about? Like, we're going to shoot the wedding today. Uh, we were like, well, well, we don't have, like, we didn't have the costumes. We didn't have any of the people. They were just going to like, uh, let them do it in their normal clothes. And, uh, with no, nobody there. And like, we weren't, it wasn't going to be what we wanted to do. And I, and I, I said, we're not going to shoot this today. It's like, it's, it, we're just not going to do it. And the guy's looking at me like, who the fuck are you, man? And I'm like, I'm fucking Kevin Smith's friend. So if you don't like it, talk to him. Because I know I don't have the juice, but he'll back me up on this. But also, um, you're one of the stars of the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's there's four dudes who are the comic book men, and you're one of them. It's weird for them to kind of not put your, your opinion first. They didn't care. They wanted to do what they wanted to do, and uh, they wanted to get it out of the way. And, uh, so they said, well, we'll find out, you know, what's going on. And I said, what's going on is we're not going to shoot this. And he's like, we in a huff. And, you know, he walks off and then he comes back and he's like, all right, well, they said we can do it another time. Uh, so like they would bend. I mean, we flat out said we're not going to do it. So what choice did they have? 
Um, but when we were doing this other shot at the, the con, they, they, it was like the third time where they're like, all right, Walter, say uh, this to Ming, this to Mike, and uh, this to Brian, and then go. And I said, but we've done it already. And they're like, yes, we want you to say it like this. And I go, we fucking did it already. I said, stop telling us stop telling us what the fuck to do. And the guy goes, God damn son of a fucking bitch. He yells at me and throws his fucking thing down on the ground. And, uh, he goes, he goes, we're, we're not going to make our day with this bullshit. And, um, I shut my mouth and I waited for the end of the shot and I walked off the set and I, uh, as I was leaving, I told the guy, I said, I'm not doing anything else today. I said, this is fucking bullshit, and that's the day I called you, and I called an executive AMC <laughs> and told on everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. I got a, a call from Brian, and he goes, you know, dude, I don't bitch about anything and stuff, and I like doing this TV show, but I'm just telling you right now, like, if these dudes are here tomorrow, I'm never going to be on this show again. I was like, what? What's going on? And he downloaded me on all this, and I was like, I didn't know. Nobody told me, you know, because I'm not out there when they're shooting most of the show. I go out there. Three times during the season, during the shoot, to do the podcast wraparound. So Brian, like, kind of related, and, and uh, as he did here, probably in more graphic detail there and stuff, and with far more use of the term motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but finally, I was like, well, dude, this is, I mean, this is the show is about you guys. What I love about the show is watching my friends on TV. I don't want to watch Artifice. I don't want to watch you guys fucking say shit you would never say. Uh, let me get into this. And... It was fortuitous. It came in, in timing with there was a New York Times piece that ran where I guess uh, the New York Times was on set for the Stan Lee shoot, and they captured this kind of moment where it was fucking drove me nuts. It made me so mad where Stan Lee was talking to a kid, the great fucking Stan Lee, who at age ninety whatever he was at, at when he came down to do the shoot ninety two. Um, you know, came all the way down to the stash and, and spent like six hours shooting and shit. Uh, he, they have him at one point, he was talking to a kid and telling a kid, you know, about like, uh, if you want to get into writing, you just give him a comic book tip and shit about being a creator. He wasn't even done speaking and all of a sudden the camera crew goes, we got that. Let's uh, move Damn. on. And it, to the Stan and Stan was like, well, I wasn't, it wasn't about performance. I was talking to the kid. So I saw that and I was We just, said we got it, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> With great power comes great shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I called up uh I called up the good folks at AMC and I was just like, uh I, hey man, th this is going on and and in a big bad way and I can't these guys are the show and like I can't have them being told what to do and say and you know you don't want that. The, the whole reason we're back is because of blah 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 and you like who they are and the audience likes who they are and this is the situation I laid out everything that was going on. And to their great credit, I mean AMC is working on way more important shit than our show. And and when you're a network, basically you hire people to run shit and fucking you're overseeing everything. So these cats are like we didn't know, dude. We're we fucking buried in zombies. We're up to our necks in zombies over here. We can't fucking pay attention to all the details. We thought these cats were having a good time. Oh, well, Brian Johnson's displeased. Let's put Walking Dead on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, to be fair, like right away, man. Mary and, uh, and Joel were just like, we have no idea, dude. Our, it's paramount importance of us to us that uh, your buddies are fucking taken care of. They are the fucking show, even more than you. I was like, you don't have to fucking say that. <laughs> But uh, right, they acted fast. They were like, they're gone. They won't be there. And the very next day, they were gone. Then I came to do the podcast wraparounds, and we had Brian Nichelle back and stuff. And, and Brian whipped that season into 
some nice shape. We had to go back and do some reshooting and do some pickups and whatnot to kind of make all of our episodes for the back half. But it turned into a really a good season. But, you know, you talk about, like, and Brian had a real hard time. He's like, I fucking hate doing this, dude, because I feel like such a rat and a pussy and fucking I'm tattletailing. But, like, I have to share this. And even though you've said you felt like that, it's it's good that you did. You fucking saved the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I wouldn't have known. Nobody would have known until we got into post and all of a sudden we'd be left with like a lot of fucking scripted lines and shit where's like the real that. show <laughs> yeah so that's that same day when stan was there um they, they fucking took so long to do anything and they he got there at a certain time and it took forever to get going and then they would take these breaks and there was this break where like i look over at our or, or the poker table that we do tell him Steve Dave from. And if you've ever seen it, it's this ratty ass poker table with, um, crumbs all over it and like people write on it in Sharpie. And the, the dude is just like at the very end of the table and he's like this. Stan? Yeah. Just cause he was so tired by that point. Yeah. The one guy, one of the producer guys is the one who told me to be like, tell Kevin Smith to flush him down the toilet. Um, he's standing over by the counter and he's fucking, gabbing with somebody with this fucking big corny ass smile on his face and I went over and I said how about you fucking douchebag producers do your job and get on the ball so this motherfucker can get out of here Stanley's and- like which motherfucker <laughs> I was like Stan shut the fuck up I got your back <laughs> and the fucking look on that guy's face was like uh, it was just he was he was like very effeminate like I know he had a wife and two kids but there was something I was just like eh, I don't know <laughs> Um, it didn't bother me either way, but it, it was just like he did a very prissy, like cliche, like, <laughs> like oh, really? and then like almost like stomped his foot, like turned around and stormed off, and fucking Zapsick and Ming just started laughing <laughs> as he fucking stormed off. But like that's the kind of shit that started happening very regularly, you know, where they. Uh, they, I overheard one. They said that uh, they're like they think just because they were on a they were on a show that they know how to make a show. It's just like, well, what's the fucking difference, really? Yeah, and, and also in in this rarefied air that you're breathing, you do make the show by being on the show, and not like you make the show great, bro. But you, there is no I show without you guys. But you do that too. But the, <laughs> there is no show without you guys fucking being there. That's why I thought it was so weird. But it was it was fantastic, honestly. That like AMC acted as quickly as they did. They were like, hey man, like those guys have to be comfortable. So props to them and stuff, and, and props to you for jumping up and fucking <laughs> being the one. whistleblower, man. You're like Russell Crowe in that fucking movie. Yeah, or like Norma Ray, right? Yeah, you're like fucking Norma Ray. Yeah, the comic books. Are, and I'm sure people are like, you fucking bitch. You're yeah. on TV. Ooh, they're telling me what to say. <laughs> I'm so funny. They'll put words in my mouth. But truly, I like. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what job I had. It, it would. Uh, I would still be annoyed by shit. I know it. Yeah, but yeah and, there's and, no and, job and no amount of money they could give you where you wouldn't be. Like, I don't care if they were paying me ten million dollars instead of the eight million that I get. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would still be like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, don't tell me what to say. Just, God, just that's what I love about you, dude. That's you. I, you know, I've talked about many times in the past, like uh, in terms of the clerks characters. Uh, Dante was who I was and Randall was who I most wanted to be. And since Brian was the basis for Randall, essentially what that meant was I always wanted to be Bri. You were always so free and still remain that person that's just like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I got one life and this is the person that I am. And that's always made you like a true original. That's why I'm so glad you wound up like a little spotlight on you on TV and shit like that. Cause there ain't nobody else like you in the world, man. And I've always enjoyed kind of hanging out with you. <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story and we'll get out of here. It's one of my favorite Brian Johnson stories, man. Um, this goes back to when we were, I don't even know if we were working at Quick Stop at this point. I think we might have just been hanging out. This pre-Quick Stop. Might have been, our, might have been, um, Krauser's days. It was when we were going to the strip clubs. Like, uh, there was a point where we discovered the juice bar in, uh, which was near us. <laughs> There's naked ladies in that store? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, they're, the way they do strip clubs in Jersey, and we were like 18, 19 at this point, maybe 20 or something. The way they do strip clubs in Jersey is if they serve alcohol, then women don't get naked, dudes don't get naked. It's just, you know, there's, you can wear pasties and fucking panties and shit. But if you're being naked, completely naked, they don't serve booze. They call them juice bars. So you go to this juice bar, you're drinking fucking orange juice or Coke or whatever, and everyone's getting completely naked up on stage. So me and him uh, finally went to a juice bar. They opened one. It used to be a, a fucking metal club called Murphy's Law, right? Yeah. And then they turned it into <laughs> Strutters. And one day, bro, I was like, you want to go to Strutters? And I was like, can we go to Strutters? Is it possible? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you don't have to be 21, man. You can fucking just go in and stuff. And I'm like, right on. Let's go. And so we went to that place the first time, and it was a fucking mind-bender. We walked in, and I'd never seen anything like it, just fucking naked women up on the stage and shit. And like three seconds into the door, you're like, this is going to be the greatest night of our lives. And then ten minutes later, you're like, all of this is depressing. (laughs) You know, because you're looking over at these fucking dudes. I'll never forget, there was like a, a, a Hindu man and his son. Like, they were related and stuff. And they were at the strip club sitting right next to us. And so, uh, you know, you could see them over here. And they were so fucking into the strippers. Strippers would come out and stuff. And they were making this intense eye contact, both of them, father and son, just like almost nodding in unison. And then, like, you know, the women come over and they take the tip from you. And sometimes they they take it from between their legs and reach back. Do it all weird angles and whatnot. And sometimes they're doing it face-to-face. She was doing it face-to-face with the one. And the dude, like, give me your hand. Like, you've got the, give me the buck. There, give me, this is a dollar you're handing me. And she's like this. And the guy is like this. And he was fucking buying it, man. Like, hardcore. He's like, this woman wants me and shit. And I looked over and I was like, that's so fucking sad. And then the woman. She's not that great a saleswoman. This dude's fooling himself. He's totally fooling himself. Then she came over to us and shit. And all of a sudden, like, she was with us for a little while. And then when she left, we were like, she totally wants us. (laughs) And then you're like, no, we're just like the fucking dad and the kid. We're fucking losers and shit. And And you want to separate yourself from those. You look at those two and you're just like, like, looking down at them. I'm not like those two. You're worse. looking over at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least they were having a good father-son outing and shit. Yeah. We're we judging everybody. <laughs> you were judging them and shit. Um, it was, uh, I remember at the end of the night, too, we did, like, you could take a Polaroid and shit. And I still have these Polaroids in my, in my scrapbooks that I made when I was a kid. And it's me and him, and I, it's circa 1988, 89, when the oak tree was still popular at the mall. You can dress, like, urban style. And so it's me wearing, like, a mustard vest. And, like, I look like a fucking refugee from the Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> and I'm, I'm standing on one side of this woman, Bryce standing on the other, and he's, like, clean cut, and he's got the long hair and shit like that, and he's wearing, like, an OP shirt. And I'm holding one leg, and he's holding another, and the chick is just, like... <laughs> and completely naked and then fucking the next week we went back to the, took another picture and shit it was like 10 bucks to take a Polaroid with her and Bryce like Polaroids. it was a Polaroid <laughs> Bryce like what are you going to do with it I was like I got to hide it from my mother that's for sure 
because I was still living at home. So anyway, we're going back to the juice bar one night. This is probably the third time. And, you know, part of the juice bar, of course, is you got to get yourself some cash. They signed them, too, you remember? Yeah. They actually would sign the first. I have one that says, like, love and kisses, Michaela. Yeah, mine said. I th- My I th- first autograph. <laughs> I think it was the same girl. Mine said, uh, hey, Br- uh, Brian, keep it wet, Michaela. <laughs> And she, like, signs her name like an autograph. <laughs> She's a fucking rock star. So, uh, so we're driving down there, uh, to, and, the, and the, the juice bar is in Long Branch. Yeah. And, you know, we're coming from Highlands, so we've got to go down through Seabright and past the seawall and stuff. Uh, and then we stop at a bank in Seabright. Um, it's uh, ATM is relatively new concept at this point of the story. Like I'm talking, I'm telling you a story from the era of when they first introduced mozzarella sticks. This is, <laughs> this is how far, and I know this because I remember when food gets introduced. Um, but this is in an era when ATMs were relatively new. Like going to the Mac machine is what we called it, and you can like because back then you couldn't get your money except unless you got to a bank before it closed. And then one day they were like, "Here's a computer that will give you money in the middle of the night." And we were like, this is amazing. We could get our money, go to Grand Union, buy chocolate chip cookies, and watch the fucking deer hunter. And that was like our hot night out. So that's why we were like, strip club. Finally, we had something new to do. So we stop in this Seabright uh, ATM, this little office in, in the front of the bank. And, you know, you can put your card in, and it opens up the little vestibule, and there's the one ATM machine. And so we go to pick up like 100 bucks because we figure we're going to tip. Bry's a real sucker at the strip club, man. Uh, as soon as the chicks start to... You know, because Brian's like, hey, man, what's up? Like, it's not, he can't buy into the fantasy of like, hmm. Like, he's just sitting there going like, why are you doing this? And the <laughs> girls. make it better? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and they play him like that. They're just like, I wish I wasn't doing this. I'm trying to go to school. And Brian's like, this will help. And then he gives them money and they walk away without doing any show or anything like that. So Brian likes to have the conversations with him and whatnot. So you'll be sitting there looking at Brian talking to this completely naked stripper, legs akimbo and whatnot, and her lips almost hitting the fucking floor. And, and Brian's sitting there going like, yeah, man, of course we'll physics is always a tough subject <laughs> stuff so there we are uh her i don't touch credit christina I'm like, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um we're at the atm and we're picking up a little cash and whatnot so we can tip and and uh, at the juice bar and so while we're there there's uh i said uh hey man let's fucking play let's play a fucking prank and we were writing shit on the pieces of paper. You know, you can grab an envelope and deposit shit. Grab that. There's a pen there. And we're writing fucking notes and giggling and shit. And Brian's like, wait, I got a fucking way better idea. And Brian reaches into his wallet and he pulls out a fucking condom. And I was just like, oh, my God, where did you get that? But this was in the era when people started carrying condoms. I'm like a Hindu father. I'm like, we're going to need this tonight, son. <laughs> um, so he goes, watch, dude. And he opens it up and shit. And he's like. And he spits into, he unrolls it and spits into the rubber. And I was like, yes, bitch, yes. Like this was the height of comedy. So I grab it and I'm spitting into it too. And we're passing this rubber back and forth and spitting into it like, ah, ha, ha, ha. While we're taking our money out and shit, waiting for the money for the transaction to be done. So we spit in it and we leave it on the fucking ATM and shit. And so we're like, whoever comes in next is going to think that's full of cum. Went out into the car and didn't even stick around. Isn't that weird we don't wait around for the payoff? (laughs) So in a Joker-like fashion, we're like, we don't want to see. We just moved on with our madness and whatnot. So never thought about it. Went to the strip club and whatnot. Stopped thinking about it. Did the whole strip club ride home. Why are we doing this? It's such a waste of time and money didn't think about the fucking rubber and shit next day 
I get a phone call at my house. Uh, and they're like, uh, Kevin Smith, please. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, this is Kevin Smith. And they're like, hi, this is the Seabright Police Department. And I was like, hi. <laughs> you know, because this is fucking, even if I got a call now from the Seabright Police Department, I'd be scared and I own the house, but I was living at my parents' yeah, house. Yeah, like Grace is over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, like, who, Seabright, what? You know, and so I was like, hello. And uh, he goes, uh, well, yeah, we're going to need you to come in. Can you come in today? And I said, yeah, what's the problem? He goes, we can discuss it when you get here. What's say, 2 o'clock? I said, yeah, okay, I can do it. And I hung up and stuff. So I drive Immediately throw a noose over a raptor. (laughs) (laughs) Bit my suicide pill. (laughs) The Seabright police. Um, So I I go to the Seabright police and shit and pull up the Seabright police department. And it's it's cool. It's right there on the water. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Did it get taken out? One of the few buildings that survived the hurricane. That survived? So I go inside and I'm like, uh, hi, I'm looking for uh, Detective Blah Blah Blah. And the lady behind the desk looks up at me and she smiles so widely. <laughs> and then she goes, hold on. And she turns around and she's like, uh, Detective Blah Blah Blah. And then you see the rest of the people in, in the police department. They're at their desk and walking around. They all start stopping and looking at the counter and they all start <laughs> nodding and, and smiling. And I was yeah, just so like, far so good. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Is it my birthday? You know? <laughs> So uh, the guy comes up, and he's just like, ah, oh, Kevin Smith. And I said, yes, yes. How do you know? He goes, well, let me tell you that. He's going, were you uh, in the bank in Seabright yesterday? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I went. Uh, we were on our way down to the, to the strip club, me and my friend. He's going, yes, your friend and you were on your way to a strip club. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I, how do you know? That? Is that is that a law? Again? Please don't tell my mother. You know. <laughs> Um, Fumbling for his gun. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, it's going to be all right. <laughs> First, he went for my dick. Uh, when he couldn't get my dick, he went for my gun, and then he tried to shoot himself. Um, so I say, yeah, my, yeah we, we were. I was in Seabright. And the cop goes, okay, uh, let me just show you something here. And he pulls out. What looked like, I guess kind of like the best way to describe them were, I used to go to Chuck E. Cheese with a kid, and if you took a picture with on the Chuck E. ride, one of these little rides, it printed out like a fax picture almost, a heat picture, like when I got my kid's uh, sonogram and the, they showed me the picture of like, this, this is a fucking thing in her belly, that's a human being. That was, it was on that kind of paper. Um, they gave me a piece of paper, they put it out right in front of me, and there were three of them. And three images, and you can see just a piece of Bri, but front and fucking center, on the camera on the fucking ATM, which I didn't know existed, you see me going like... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking laying it down. So just caught dead to rights. And, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't have the presence of mind to be like, oh, I'm fucking piss scared, man. Because all I can think is like, okay, there's this photographic proof, man. What happens on TV in a situation like that? And then I was like, nobody spits into rubbers on TV. Fucking there's no precedent for this. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to create a law. So I, I was just like, am I in trouble? And he goes, no. He's gone, well, I mean, I guess we could file some sort of disturbance charge. But I had to bring you in because there was a woman who came in after you who found this. I was like, no. <laughs> and he goes here and he pulls the picture. And there's fucking mom that looks like, you know, she's like 40 or something like that. And all you see is like her going. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, you might want to stay out of the Seabright Bank. I was like, I will, man. He was like, uh, who was your accomplice? And I was like, this is my friend Bri, man. It was all his ideas. <laughs> um, thanks for hanging out, folks, tonight uh, for the very first uh, Y Bri. Please give it up for the guy without whom there is no Y Bri. <laughs> Brian Johnson, man. And that's going to do it for the very first episode. Hopefully we'll build this into something else. I'm Kevin Smith. Brad Johnson. That's all for Y, Brad. Good night. Thank you. Why, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kevin Smith and Brian Johnson. That is why Bride Live at the Lovitz.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.